Apple cider vinegar long confounded me when I was a kid when there's a big picture of an apple on it, and you think, there's some delicious hey, apple cider. This is probably going to be good. I should probably chug right out of the bottle before my mom says, <laughs> It's good for you. It's still so bad, though. I like it. You do? I feel like, yeah. And then you burp. It's like you've had a salad. Oh, my God. It makes my whole chest hot. It's like a it's like a health shot. It's like rumple mints, but healthy. That and uh, bone broth, I think, are the two best things for your stomach. Bone broth? Dude, get, up, get down with some bone broth. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> bone broth will be playing at the Smiling Moose tonight. Bone broth, I never thought of it like that until just now. <laughs> Does not sound yeah. appetizing. Uh-uh. Hey, Bill, have a cup of my bone broth. No, <laughs> thank you. Come on. I it's simmered am, all night. I'm going to. Simmered all There's salt and some pepper in there. And that's a hard pass for me. I had wait, to work hard to produce this bone broth. <laughs> I got it from the bone broth bank. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. No, not working. All right. Well, the Steelers won last night. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's the main point. You get it. What that audio clip was going to be. So uh, we clinched the AFC North. AFC North champs. So uh, that is good news. It's fantastic news. What a game. What a game. Did you stay for the entire game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I I don't go to many games, but I mean, this game was so back and forth. Yeah. Second, second half unraveled a little bit. Yeah, the, I mean, the third quarter was yeah. awful. They scored, yeah. I think, 17 points unanswered. But uh, we come back with the win, so that's all that matters. Uh, Mike Pursuit, a full sports report coming up at the bottom of the hour. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Clouds will be increasing as we head through the day today, though wind chills will be in the teens and the 20s. Much of the day, we do top out at 38 degrees, mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, dropping down to 29 Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smoss. It's 32 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Fire crews in California are hoping to catch a break as the fifth largest blaze in the state's history continues to spread. The Thomas Fire north of L.A. has burned about 230,000 acres and destroyed nearly 800 structures. It's also left 90,000 customers without power. Earlier gains have been reversed and containment has now been downgraded from 15 percent to just 10 percent. Evacuation orders are in effect for portions of the central coast region, including some areas that haven't been touched by fire in a century. A man has died following an accident in Pittsburgh. Police say Todd Wharton was pushing his car out of the river near the Carnegie Science Center Saturday when he collapsed and passed away. It's not clear why the car was in the water or why he was trying to push it out. As Christmas gets closer, the U.S. Postmaster General has suggestions for holiday mailing. Megan Brennan, the U.S. Postal Service CEO, says there are mailing deadlines for guaranteeing on-time arrival. Deadlines for military people serving overseas are a little tighter. December 11th, that's today for letters. And uh, next Monday, December 19th, for cards. Actually, Tuesday's the 19th. Pretty sure. Uh, Brennan says your local post office can help with suitable packaging and self-surface postage assistance. Brennan also says not to guess on a zip code either. Just leave it off or look it up at USPS.com under Quick Tools. 
Coco still at the top of the box office in North America after bringing in an additional $18 million in its third weekend in theaters. The new Disney Pixar animated feature has taken in $136 million in ticket sales in the U.S. and Canada. Justice League was second and has sold $212 million worth of tickets since its debut three weeks ago. Rounding out this week's top five are Wonder, the Disaster Artist, and Thor Ragnarok. The new Star Wars picture, The Last Jedi, is scheduled to be released in just a, f- a few days at over 4,000 theaters. Mm-hmm. I would think that would blow everybody out of the water. Oh, so. yeah. All the records this year yeah. are getting broken. A documentary about Prince's life is coming. The project was supported by Spotify's global head of creator services, Troy Carter, who serves as an advisor to the late pop singer's estate. It was approved by a judge on Friday. A name and release date have not been announced. Finally, Rage Against the Machines, the guitarist Tom Morello, Incubus, Michael Stipe, and a bunch of other musicians and actors are asking uh, Congress to fight for net neutrality. The Trump administration wants to end the policy later this week. A letter from musicians reads in part, Freedom of speech and freedom of expression are guaranteed by our Constitution, and we demand that such freedoms continue online. Net neutrality is essential to our uh, our democracy. Uh, Without net neutrality, Internet service providers can pick and choose which websites and applications users can access by speeding up or slowing down connections. So you can go online and Hmm. lots of petitions online if you want to sign up to fight that. It's a shame that it's so confusing and hard to understand for most people because it's so important. It's going to screw everybody's day up. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's more than that. Though, you know, it's more than just, ah, oh, screw, screw up your day and make things, I mean. Oh, it's going to gouge you, too, pricing-wise. Gouge you, and it also is another blow to democracy mm-hmm. and the free exchange of information ideas. and ideas. They're going to be able to block what you can see. Yes. How fast you can download things and see them. So now it's like the, the internet is basically going to become this divided, chunked-off section- housing yeah maybe it'll save print i don't know oof oof you think the newspaper people are behind this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Increasing clouds today, temperatures in the upper 30s with wind chills in the teens today. It's 30 at DVE. Man alive was that one for the ages. I think I've said that 3 weeks in a row. This will be a 45-yard field goal attempt from near the left hash. Barry holding, the snap is down, the kick by Boswell is on its way. That kick is up, and that kick is good! The Steelers forge ahead with 42 seconds left. Yeah, um, so apparently, uh, but by the way, Slack, I have no control over the mics in here. Okay, you know that, all right. Because um, my mic is all the way down as I tried to blow my nose, and it ended up going right <laughs> over the microphone. I wanted uh, to hear that, though. It was an important. Sounds act. like it's. It was a good. It was a good uh, clearing out exchange. It was, a good, it was productive. Uh, last night was a crazy game for the Steelers. An emotion-packed sixty minutes of football. Uh, boy, they they uh, they went right down to the wire. They screwed up and they left time on the clock and they didn't run the ball there once they were in field goal range. And I don't understand why not. But thank God uh, they they made that long fifty-two yard field goal in that first half. Yes. I know. I mean, that was a long one. So Yeah, Boswell's uh he's just been ridiculously good this year. Uh he gets the game winner last night. TJ Watt, though, comes through 
in a big way with the sack at the end of the game. Gets the snap. He's back. He's ha- hassled. And tackled and fumbled. The, the ball is out. And the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's fourth down and a lot. T.J. Watt kept the pressure. Oh, yeah. Not sure why I cut there, but it did. He uh, just kept coming, man. He was, His motor did not turn off. That then the game awesome. just ended. You know, just ended. <laughs> that was so funny, wasn't it? Just ended. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. They were like, all right, guys, let's huddle up. All right, so you go over here. The game's over? <laughs> they what? were like just Hold standing on. around as time like e- <laughs> was, uh, you know, ticking off the clock. All right, Michael have more coming up on that, and uh, very excited to hear about how they were enjoying themselves because a deserved celebration last night. They run the North. They did once again your AFC North champion, Pittsburgh Steelers.
It's, yeah, the DVE Morning Show, and, uh, well, we've got major, major snafu going on on our end. <laughs> but we will uh, try to persevere. The Pittsburgh Steelers defensively last night, man, Sean Davis did not have a good game. But you know what? That defense that had some really weird comings and goings there, <laughs> uh, they really stepped up when they had to. And uh, Flacco... Ended up flaccoing himself out of the game. <laughs> Doesn't he always? You flaccoed up. So it was a big play. Was the hit on Jerry Mac- uh, Jeremy Macklin, like just oh just knocking the the wind out of him, yeah. and, and and making them take that time out. Which again, I can't believe they left time on the clock for Justin Tucker, who all you got to do is get across fifty. And the guy, I know that guy's lights out, and he doesn't miss. They're special teams altogether. I mean, Mike said, as advertised. Um, I mean, it was they had the field position all night. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, ben Roethlisberger throws for his third 500-yard game. He has the most ever. Most 500-yard games ever. Pretty, pretty good. Impressive. There were some pretty good quarterbacks, I think, in the history of the game. Yeah. Drew Brees had uh, two. Ben was tied with him for a long time. And there's like 16 other guys that have won. Isn't it crazy to think he threw for over 500 yards and we needed every single yard? Like, yeah, it, what, there was no garbage yards in there. No, we needed it all. <laughs> we and, needed uh, every one of them. Got it last night from uh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. A 39-38 to 38 comeback victory. Uh, I mean, three in a row. They're 11-2. and two. Unbelievable. Pa- Patriots coming to town Sunday. Do you think Steelers fans feel confident about this? Uh, you know, let's not talk about that. For just, can, can we have a day? Just enjoy this. They FaceTimed with Ryan Shazier after the game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Was very I needed to uh, get a little little teary-eyed before bed. Yeah. It helped me go to sleep. Oh, well, it was... How amazing is that? Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, Coach Tomlin... Talking about that win over the Ravens last night. Well, oh, that's right. I can't control anything in here. Never mind. Um, uh, Mike, I don't understand what happens what to said. the board in here. Like I under, like well, I know the that they screw up yeah. or they do different things, but I thought we had.
It's the DV morning show. Your mic's on. <laughs> can't say. Can't talk like you normally do, Val, because <laughs> we're not in control. Don't talk like a drunken sailor. <laughs> but the Steelers are in control. Mike will have the uh, details on last night's emotion-filled come-from-behind victory over the Ravens, and they, once again, they own a North. Steelers are your AFC North champions once again. And um, emotions running high because of Ryan Shazier. Alert hospital security, Cam Hayward said. We're coming. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw that. They FaceTimed after the game. I know he was in the locker room. I don't know if you saw the video of it. Uh, That will make you, I mean. It'll get a little dusty in whatever room you're in. Man, (laughs) it's crazy. he, it really makes it hit home. You see him lying in his hospital bed. And then the, those guys were like, we got to go see him. We want to deliver him the AFC yeah. North Champs hats and T-shirts. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Well, I think they went over there last night and uh, hoping for the best. You know, Adam Schefter reporting that a little more progress has been made for Ryan Chazier, whatever that means, not 100% sure. But we do know this. Steelers win. They're 11-2, and two, and the Patriots are coming to town. Mike has your sports. When we return on DV. DVE Sports. Mike Pesuta has the news from last night's big Steelers victory over the Ravens. Steelers and Ravens combined for 57 first downs and 958 total net yards last night at Heinz Field. Oh, by the way, they also combined for 77 points. And it wasn't over until it was over. But the Steelers... <laughs> Outlasted the Ravens 39-38, to capturing the AFC North Division Championship and uh, immediately thereafter sharing the achievement with injured linebacker Ryan Shazier. Here's head coach Mike Tomlin. Man, very emotional group in there, man. Uh, AFC North champs. Uh, we had Ryan Shazier on FaceTime, man. He had an opportunity to share that moment in there with the team, and uh, that's a special thing. That it was. Uh, all the Steelers uh, talking afterward about how they were playing for the division championship, but also for Shazier. Here's Antonio Brown. That's what it's all about. You know, Ryan is one of our core leaders, one of our great players that we miss dearly. You know, it's unfortunate what happened to him, but we know in spirit he's all there with us. Uh, for us to get it done and, and the way we got it done today and being able to FaceTime him to see the joy from him uh, was something special, you know, something we don't take for granted. And, uh, you know, he's our brother. And I know he wasn't out there with us, but he's there in spirit. And I know he was the biggest supporter uh, watching us fight together today. Yeah, the way they got it done almost defies description. The Steelers sprinted to a 14-0 lead, blew that. We're down by 11 uh, in the fourth quarter and uh, rallied from that deficit. Uh, The Steelers only rushed for 59 yards on the game, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger threw for 506. Antonio Brown had 213 receiving. Jesse James, 97 receiving. Le'Veon Bell, 77 yards receiving. That was uh, just enough to overcome (laughs) a balanced Baltimore attack. The Ravens rushed for 152 yards and averaged 5.8 yards per carry against that defense that lacked Ryan Chazier's presence in the middle. And quarterback Joe Flacco, uh, 20 for 35 for 269 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He was sacked just one time. 
Uh, once Baltimore got things figured out, the Ravens looked unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. For long stretches of that game, but the Steelers found a way to stop them at the end. I have no idea what they were thinking at the end uh, prior to kicking the field goal. Uh, how could they have uh, even thought to throw that ball? Uh, twice. The way the Ravens were moving the ball and the fact that they have Tucker, I just don't know why you give them any chance to get the yeah. you got to get them to burn their timeout, if nothing else. Like they were in a position where they could have got them to burn their timeouts and taken the time down, and they chose not to do oh, he, that. Yeah, he could have kicked that field goal with no time yeah. on the clock. Second and eight from the Baltimore 28 with 56 seconds left. Now, it's second down. Baltimore has one timeout left at this point. So you run the ball on second down, they take their timeout. timeout. You run the ball on third down, then you take it down as far as you want. Take your timeout, win the game. Instead, uh, Roethlisberger incomplete for Xavier Grimble. Yeah. And then Roethlisberger. And, and, and that was a a lob into, the, into nowhere. And then Roethlisberger incomplete to Eli Rogers after almost getting sacked which would have made Boswell's, uh, as it turned out to be, game-winning 46-yard field goal, oh, I don't know, 51, 53, 54 yards. He, uh, uh, I think Ben had an unbelievable game, and he uh, got away with screwing up at the end there. I mean, the... He was, uh, asked, they, about the, he was asked about it afterward. He said the call came in from the sideline. Oh, uh, there it is. On the first one. Ah, there it is. I don't know about that. And then the Bus second one, Todd Haley. He didn't say who called the second one. He said it was the same sort of thing. It was insane. But, uh, hey, the Steelers don't do things the easy way or the conventional way, right? They, if uh, a coach called a, uh, uh, you know, throw it into triple coverage to Xavier Grimble when you could have bled the clock and made them use the timeout right there, that coach should not have a job next year. Well, there would have been a lot of explaining to do because, as you pointed out before the break, the, the plan in which Macklin got injured and had to be attended to cost Baltimore's last time out. And then the, the throw to the sideline was at the 35-yard line where they reviewed it, and Macklin was out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was close. Close. Yeah. That, that play was almost made. If the Ravens make that play, Tucker, Game over. Tucker wins it on the last play. Game over. Problem. But he's no Tony Totap. That's the biggest issue with him. Well, he stepped out of bounds first, which I'm not. Can you reestablish yourself at on a play you like that? Can't be the first guy, all right, to touch it. And uh, all's all right. well that ended well for the Steelers. Uh, after finally putting the Ravens away, the Steelers were officially free to look ahead to New England. But uh, a couple of the players I talked to last night, Cam Hayward included, weren't interested in that quite just yet. We're allowed to, but. Uh... Is that what you want to talk about right now? Yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting since last January to talk. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on facing them with so much at stake? They got a game Monday, so they're going to worry about their team before they talk about us. But, um, you know, we're see no chance tonight. Yeah, New England plays Miami tonight. In, in a game that really doesn't mean anything, uh, the Steelers and Patriots will play next Sunday, and that has the potential to decide home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. Jacksonville won yesterday over Seattle, which is why that Steelers win was so big last night because it gives the Steelers a margin for error in trying to stay ahead of Jacksonville and get at least the number two seed. Even should they lose to New England, they have Houston and Cleveland left. So we should be looking, uh, or the Steelers should be looking right now at least at the number two seed and maybe 
the number one seed. Uh, the way they got in this position, uh, like the game last night, almost defies description. It's been one uh, development slash issue slash potential distraction <laughs> after another. The plight of Ryan Shazier, the latest uh, development to fall into that category. And uh, Marquise Pouncey said the Steelers don't worry about any of it. Man, we keep winning. Let them keep coming in. <laughs> but this team man, is just very mature, man. And uh, I think the organization, the coaching staff, do a good job of just making sure we're locked in on football, and that's what we're here for. Ben Roethlisberger, the first player in NFL history to throw for 500 yards in a game three times. History. It's a long time. It's out here making history. A lot of guys throwing the ball for a lot of years. Uh, Roethlisberger able to do that uh, in a game that capped uh, – what for the Steelers was a very challenging and emotional week. It was. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it was really tough. Uh, I went and saw Shea on Thursday after practice, and it was like a weight was lifted off my back. And I told the guys about it on Friday when I went in, and guys have started to go visit him, and everyone's felt the same way. And when you walk in and see him and see the smile and give him a hug, it's really made all of us feel, um, you know, just to kind of take that weight off and just breathe a little easier and, uh, we love our brother, and we wanted to get this one for him, and I'm glad we did. Now they got to figure out how to play defense without him. <laughs> or or just or, keep scoring points. Are we back to that narrative from the beginning of last year, which was, well, yeah, they can win. All they got to do is score 38 points a game, 41 points a game. No. I mean, how often are you going to get that rosy Knicks TD when you need it, Mike? <laughs> that was the first. Uh, some of the uh, more significant statistical developments from last night. Uh, that's the Steelers' 23rd division title. That is, uh, all those have come since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. That's the most in the league since that span. The Steelers clinched the playoff spot for the 30th time since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. Uh, that's the most in the NFL in that span. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, we mentioned, uh, first player in NFL history to have at least 500 yards passing in three games. Antonio Brown, uh, his 213 receiving yards, the fourth most in a game in Steelers history. He's also the fourth player in NFL history to have five consecutive 90-catch seasons. God, he was amazing last night. He also set a record for the most games with at least 10 catches and 100 receiving yards in the first eight years of a career, 16 of those. Brandon Marshall had the record with 15. Le'Veon Bell set an NFL record for the most yards from scrimmage in a player's first 60 regular season games, 7,734. That tops the uh, 7,636 by Eric Dickerson. This is some pretty significant stuff. This isn't... Yeah. Five catches for 50 yards. <laughs> right. This isn't a made-up A thousand times in a row. This is... this is Rarified air. All-time stuff. He's the greatest I've ever seen. He's the greatest NFL player I've ever seen. He does it every week. Who's that? A- Antonio Brown. He's been doing it for years. Pretty amazing. And uh, when Maybe. They... Sorry, I was just reading his... The other stat over here. The one thing I thought was pretty significant last night was... Whenever Baltimore showed uh, press coverage on the outside, they went deep. They attacked it. And that was by design. And uh, they're sending a message that you better not try to cover 
Brown and who's over on the other side with press man. And if they're not playing press man, then that opens up the running game potentially. That opens up the underneath stuff. That opens up the slants. Uh, you can you can do a lot of stuff when a defense is playing back. You know, you know, they say we have the the like it's the bees, the killer bees, Ben and Bell and Brown and now Boswell. Boswell for sure. Add his well, name. I mean, Ben. It's really you know he's R. So we should say we have the RBs. We have the meatheads. No? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that'll stick. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I mean, I don't know. It's, I haven't slept very much, and I have a wicked cold. So maybe a horrible don't idea. Don't say wicked this week. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, it's, it's a bad a week to point. say wicked. Antonio Brown, Mike. Antonio Flippin' Brown. It almost looked like he stepped out of bounds on that last one, and he didn't have to. Ben said he asked him if he thought he could have scored. But actually, the way the game was going, I think they should have played it the way they played it with the exception of those last two passes. They should have tried to kick a field goal on the last play because Baltimore was moving the ball, and even a touchdown there by Brown would have guaranteed nothing. Did you think that once they decided to make Joe Flacco beat them, that that's when the Ravens started having trouble? When did they decide that? Yeah, I thought was, they really. I the thought they really because they kind of ran through them at will. Not on the well, last two drives, I guess. Boy, now nah, it was the last drive. Collinsworth was making a point out of. It. He's like, you can't let this guy run the ball again. I mean, he was ridiculously good. Collins, Alex Collins, cut by Seattle. Man, damn, he, he looked like. I mean, he looked like a premier back in the NFL. They seem to have a real matchup uh, that the Steelers are having a hard time dealing with. They they would go two tight ends, two wide receivers, and Collins or uh, 37 Buck Allen, and they would put a tight end in in the backfield sometimes as a fullback, and sometimes they'd both be on the line. But the Steelers were, for the most part, playing that with their base defense, and it was getting run on, which is bad. Because the, the way the Steelers set up their defense, nobody's supposed to be able to run against it. And then they get into the sub package where yeah. they have the good matchups. And uh... that game to me last night felt like the Dallas game from last year. The back and forth, except they won. The run at will, and then yeah, different different outcome at the very end. Bow. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. But eleven and two is eleven and two. And when you when you find a way. The details don't really matter, particularly at this time of the year. Val's got news coming up. Top of the hour. What do you got, Valerie? We're going to talk about the most common lie people tell during the holidays. Billy Garnett will be live in studio. We'll also have Tim Benz talking Steelers along with Jerry Dulac. On your home of the black and gold, DV. Attorney CPA, Joe Cordell. You hear the phrase a lot this time of year, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. But holidays are not always happy, particularly for guys grappling with a divorce that they didn't choose. Suddenly, these husbands and dads are thrust onto battlefields where the fate of everything they care about will be decided. In the meantime, they must await the outcome in someone else's home this holiday season. 
These men need more than the help of a good lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. Chances are I've described someone that you count among your friends. Be sure to remember him this season. The attorneys at Cordell & Cordell work to help men maximize their role in their children's lives. Call the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Pennsylvania attorneys, a partner men can count on, 412-434-5555. That's 412-434-5555. Offices in Pittsburgh and Cranberry Township. Fires the pass, it's pulled in, and that's left Bell down to the goal line. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. A 20-yarder. Then to Le'Veon Bell, Tony Jefferson was the strong safety beaten on the play. Gloves' first touchdown last night. He had a couple, and the Steelers roll, well, 39-38. They beat the Ravens at home last night in a back-and-forth matchup that looked like at one point the Steelers had just run out of gas. In, like, late in the third quarter, I thought the game might have been over. They were down oh, by yeah. like eleven or something like that. They scored seventeen unanswered points. The Ravens did to start the second yeah. half. So the Steelers, uh, they bounce back. They dedicate that one to Ryan Chazier. He sent a message via his uh, uh, FaceTime or cell phone. He made a video from his hospital bed after the game, and uh, I think that'll uh, one look at that video. Slack, did you get that posted at dve.com? If not, will you? Thanks. I know you got a lot on your hands this morning. We've got a we've got a ghost in the machine here. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, we're we're flying on autopilot by the seat of our pants. Kinda, we don't have uh, control here in the studio. <laughs> so, so that's not always great. Well, what it the the major fallback from that is that uh, uh, we swear a lot, and now I don't know when the mics are on and they're not, so we can't swear. Downfall, and we're being not recorded at yeah. all times, and we're on. No sleep and l- probably a little punchy. We can't be held accountable. No, if we drop f bombs, somebody else has to figure out how to get it <laughs> off the air. Sorry, not our responsibility. Um, our Christmas party is only two days away. Jurgles Wednesday night. Here's a gift you can open early. Let's say this Wednesday, because that's the date for the annual DVE Morning Show Christmas party. Are you ready? It's not quite the North Pole, but it is in the North Hills at Jurgles Live to Take. Here's the list of who's playing, and we've checked it twice. Donnie Iris, Joe Grishecki, Scott Blazy, Rob James, Clinton Clay, Recluse, Paul Luke, Meeting of Important People, Gene the Werewolf, Bill Thompson, Hard Rain, Bastard Bearded Irishman, Molly Alphabet, and Cisco Kid. Oh my boy! This Over 21 show starts at 7, doors open at 6. You can get all the info at dve.com. Come witness the last of the holiday cheer they can possibly muster before the year ends. It's the DVE Morning Show Christmas Party! At Jurgles this Wednesday night with Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Live from the McDonald Studios, I'm loving it. This is WDVE Pittsburgh. The one place that I always think that like I'd like to go there, but I have no desire to make the travel because it's too far for one thing is Mount Rushmore. Yeah, like I'd love to go to Mount Rushmore, but mm. what do you do from point A to Mount Rushmore? Isn't Lake Tahoe? That's in uh, Tahoe is one of the like coolest places in the world. Mountain lakes and yeah. yeah, I think I'd probably like to go there too. It's one big crater mountain lake. Mm-hmm. Like Jackson Hole is beautiful too. Very nice. And and you. Other than, other than, uh, I've never really like done the Grand Canyon more than flying over it. Like, did I you need take to, a donkey I, ride to the bottom? 
That sounds dirty. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not. I'm going to take. I'll tell you where I'm not taking a donkey ride, ride is in Cuba. Yeah. No, no, no. It means something different there. Completely. Yeah. There's a whole subculture. <laughs> Don't ask for the donkey ride. You want a donkey ride to the bottom? Hey, yo. <laughs> no, I don't. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. A 45-yard field goal attempt from near the left hash. Barry holding. The snap is down. The kick by Boswell is on its way. That kick is up, and that kick is good. The Steelers forge ahead with 42 seconds left. With that, the Steelers are 11-2, and two, a 39-38 victory over the Ravens at home last night. Another keep-you-up-all-night finish for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Best possible outcome, though. They uh, they lose that game. This, this show sucks. That today. is true. <laughs> right? That this is, whole week sucks. With the Jacksonville yeah. win yesterday, makes things a little would have made things real tricky. So now it's down to Steelers Patriots this Sunday, eleven and two, and probably eleven and two after the Patriots play Miami tonight in Monday Night Football. Uh, I mean, let's go Miami. Yeah, I. I um, it's I'll, not going to happen. I was, uh, I was really impressed with the Steelers pulling that one out. They were less than impressive yesterday. Slack, just so you know. Uh, everything just went dead over here. We're having... Okay, you do know that. All right. We're having major technological <laughs> issues. I uh, We're at the mercy of Slack is running the show now. From That's in a there. scary thing. That's a very loose statement just because I am not running anything on my own either. So. Okay. Wow, there really is a good Who's the running machine. the show? Well, right, like, so. I can see like little things just tinkering around on my board. So it's... Uh, so just pe- think how much more pissed off we would be about that if the Steelers had oh my lost God. last everything, night. Everything, everything's terrible. Oh, you'd be honestly. I would be playing Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like we do? Followed by funeral for a friend. Followed by <laughs> sad yeah. Billy Joel. Right. Just nothing but. Followed by seventeen what's the traffic minute song that's low spark yeah, high heel boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what we would do. All right. We're in now, a driverless Uber right now. Here's the thing. Uh, everything got turned on back over here. Do we want to try this, Slack? Is it actually working? How about this? Clouds oh. will be increasing as we head through the oh, day no. today, though. Wind chills will be in the teens oh, and the 20s. Much of All the day, right. We do top out 38 off. degrees. Mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, yeah, dropping down oh, to 29. Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. Wait, are we all hey. Center 11. Everything works. I feel like this is a Christmas gift. My first radio station. <laughs> uh, oh, it works. <laughs> Thank that's you, Fisher-Price. That's what it feels like. You shouldn't have. Baby's first <laughs> FM. All right, man. I thought about telling you that they might reset your board during it, but I was like, oh, I'll just surprise him. Like, and then when it turned off, I was like, oh, that's, that's fine. So we're all good. <laughs> I believe. Uh, we're, we're like 85% there. Hey. We can get through the show. The that's Steelers. All we need. Did got by with Sean Davis and Sean Spence last night. We can get by with eighty percent of the board. Woo, it was tough. At Rough times. game defensively Woo! at times. Cam Hayward screaming at them, and I was thinking to myself at the time, "There's Cam on the sidelines after I believe it was after like their thirty-first point." And I was thinking, like, "Well, what good is that going to do now? Like, game's probably over, right?" I don't know why I was thinking that. Never I think a lot of people were thinking em. that. Out. Like, what is he even bitching at him for now? That was it. 
Yeah. And then and then I started thinking about, well, I guess if we go down and score really quick here, and then they can actually hold them, but they haven't been able to hold them. So how is that going to work? They, it's like when they needed a play, there was A.B. and Ben doing their thing. Yeah, don't forget, you got a, can we call him a world record holder? <laughs> I mean, Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown. The offense. Big Ben threw the ball 66 times last night. 503 yards. He is the only person in NFL history to have three 500-yard passing games. Drew Brees has two. Ben has three. Does that count as a world record? I mean, I mean, it's an NFL sure, record. Sure. I mean, everything's Call a Guinness. world record if you're talking about a particular, you know, league. So, I think we should say he's a world record holder. Or a sport, I should say. But, yeah, because there's no other real. I guess no there's probably. I mean, the no Canadian, Canadian competition. But it's a different game, though. Different metrics. It definitely is. NFL Europe. <laughs> they throw for 340 meters up there. Yeah. <laughs> and the receivers get to start running before the ball is snapped so it's not it's not real football what is that yeah when they get to time it and those dudes just go yeah. sprinting, <laughs> they just come flying it looks like forrest gump is running onto the field <laughs> martavis bryan is the worst at running back kicks i should say let me be specific yeah he is he looks like a giraffe that just got let out of like a tiny cage Somebody screamed in the stands last night, and it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. They go, first day with the new legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he has that Gregory Polanco, I'm running way too upright. Oh my. my legs are going to get sawed in half by somebody. He makes Polanco look like flipping Willie Mays Hayes. Usain Bolt or something. Like he's, I mean... He just looks unsure of himself. It's been a it's been a, a bumpy year for him. For it's sure. like a deer that just got out of a fence. <laughs> <laughs> he was stuck, and now or he's just free. walked into a bunch of fishing wire. <laughs> like couldn't see it, but it was like, what the? Where am I? <laughs> he's like, what is this? He's always running into a swarm of bees that you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> My baby's in the gnats. <laughs> TJ, what? Gets the snap. He's back. He's ha- hassled. And tackled and fumbled. Oh, the ball is out. And the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's fourth down and a lot. T.J. Watt kept the pressure. Say yeah. what? <laughs> oh, so the best part about that is, of course, um, the Ravens think, well, the ball's out of bounds. Clock stopped. And they're just kind of standing around trying to figure out what they're going to do next. But they they set the ball down and wound the clock, and it just ran off while they were standing there about to call a play. All right, Macklin, you do a button hook. All right, uh, the game's over? The game is over. And the clock is running, and it goes to zeros. The ball went out of bounds. It has to be stopped. That is the end end of the game. (laughs) 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 Best uh, ending ever. Running because the ball was fumbled out, but nobody took it out. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have come back from a dark, dark situation and defeated the Baltimore Ravens 39-38. to And the Steelers have clinched the AFC North. How about that? Oh. I mean, oh my God, that's the greatest. That ref sounded like Jeff Sessions out there, too. <laughs> I, the, the game. It's over. <laughs> what we have here is a failure to matriculate. I hope that happens to the Ravens for the rest of the week. 
and really the rest of the year. Like they're, they're all out at dinner. What do you think, guys? You think you want to do one? You want to do one more? And the guys, the restaurant is closed. <laughs> we, okay. All right. Fine then. I guess we'll so, leave. So no. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Big W. Antonio Brown was so flipping good. I mean, hard to imagine anybody being as reliable as A.B. I mean, that that last 34-yard reception, it looked like he could have caught it and kept going. I'm yeah. glad he didn't. Yeah, it did. But it looked like he could have. Fires it down the field, and the pass is going to be caught by Antonio Brown again inside the Baltimore 35. He's down to the 30, and he beat Brandon Carr again. This guy, I'll tell you what, Tunch. I think it's time for Steelers fans to start to think about putting Antonio Brown in historical perspective with reference to all-time Steeler wide receivers. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there, Billy. Got to win a Super Bowl still, I think, for his legacy. But, I mean, stat-wise, he's there already. So He's ahead of Steeler grades. But by that logic, well, because that means, like, Trent Dilfer's better than Dan Marino. No, no, because because Trent Dilfer's numbers weren't there before. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not even in the same. He's no. not even in the argument because he's so bad, comparatively. Right. Okay. Now I get you. You you know I'm I'm no, just saying right. for him. I like I want him to get that Super Bowl ring. They still haven't won one with him. Is there a wide receiver in their prime that you would go to and trust more than Antonio Brown? Trust? No. He catches everything. I mean, independent of a perfect pass, that's the thing. The guy makes ridiculous catches out of, you know, throws nobody else is going to be able to bring in. He somehow will one-hand them in. His presence of mind on the field. It's incredible to watch him toe-tap around the sidelines. Also, Ben throws it where no one else can get. I mean, that one time he was double covered going into the end zone when he had coverage come over the top. And so Ben throws it like, well, nobody's getting this except A.B. And if they do, they're going to be out of bounds. And A.B. catches it and misses getting that second foot in. Oh, I know. By a hair. And nobody else in the league would have come close. Except maybe like, I don't know, maybe Julio Jones. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's special. Lev Bell, another big night for Lev. Special. And... It's boring to talk about kickers, but Chris Boswell has bailed our ass out in the mm-hmm. second half of this season. Indy, Cincy, Baltimore, and uh, that's his Green Bay. Game, game winning in a row. Field goal this year, right? I think. Yeah. Was it th- la- three or is it four of the last five? I don't know. I, I, I have to look it up. I know he I, has I, four this year. Haven't slept enough to, to, to <laughs> figure it out. But Val has a news update for us now. I'll try not to. Sneeze all over the microphone. <laughs> Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Oh, I already played it. Oh, all right. It's 31 <laughs> degrees at DV. The news is brought to us by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Well, here, it. I can play it. Clouds will be increasing as we head through the day today, though. Wind chills will be in the teens and the 20s. Much of the day, we do top out at 38 degrees. Mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, dropping down to 29. Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. 
From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smock. It's 30 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by McDonald's. I'm loving it. A local company is selling T-shirts honoring injured Steeler Ryan Shazier. The limited edition hashtag Shaleev or Shaleev shirts were designed by linebacker Arthur Motes and his wife. Proceeds will go to the National Alopecia Areata Foundation and the Christopher Reeve Foundation, which assists people with traumatic spinal injuries. You can get those shirts at 26shirts.com slash shaleev.html. A lot of 50 jerseys down around the stadium yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, all the players were wearing that 50 jersey underneath their, their game jerseys. Mm-hmm. Paying tribute, it's it's just so scary. I mean, especially to see him in that video last night responding to the game and FaceTiming with the with the players in the locker room, to see him in the hospital bed, and just the way that people are talking, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but everybody seems to be... This is from the Talking in severities. Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Got a W today. It got scary, but hey, we know how to pull it out, baby. Here we go, Steelers. All we need. Oh man, he's just sitting in his in his hospital bed, apparently watching Christmas Vacation with with a crew. Yeah, like it's a packed house. ESPN's Adam Schefter cited sources yesterday as saying Shazier is showing gradual improvement from his spine injury. Schefter noted uh, sources told him doctors are not letting Shazier move too much as they are waiting for swelling and bruising to get better. A group of women who have accused President Trump of sexual misconduct are holding a news conference today at 10.30 a.m. in New York City. The women are among 16 who claim they were sexually harassed or even assaulted by Trump before he was elected president. Claims he and the White House have repeatedly denied. The president's accusers appear in a video by Brave New Films detailing allegations including groping, fondling, and forcible kissing. The women are demanding a congressional probe into their allegations. And three will tell their stories this morning on NBC's Megyn Kelly Today. Yesterday, Nikki Haley, Trump's United Nations ambassador, said all women accusing men of sexual misconduct deserve to be heard, including those accusing President Trump. And Bernie Sanders and two other Democratic senators are suggesting Donald Trump step down as president after some in Congress have been forced to call it quits due to sexual harassment scandals. Fire officials in Ohio say a woman tried to kill bed bugs, and that sparked a fire that forced 10 people from their homes. The fire happened Friday night in Cincinnati when a woman was killing bed bugs with alcohol, which then caught fire from an open flame. Three people had to be taken to the hospital for smoke inhalation. Cincinnati fire officials say this is the second time in two weeks a fire has been started because of someone trying to kill bed bugs with alcohol. Can you guess what common lie people tell their friends and families uh, during the holidays? I'm busy. I'm sick. Nope, you would both be wrong. According to a survey by air mattress company Intex, 52% of Americans make up an excuse so they can stay in a hotel rather than stay with friends and family. So (laughs) maybe being sick might fall under that. Like I don't want to get everybody else sick. I can stay at a hotel. The reason they lie, make that lie or tell that lie is to avoid uncomfortable sleeping arrangements. Yes. Somebody's uh, spare bedroom that really isn't a spare bedroom. It's an office, and then the dog pillow is in there. <laughs> I got that coming up. No thanks. First time in Erie. Because my sister's coming back from Los Angeles, which she doesn't usually do that. 
So they're like, oh, you can stay in the extra room. And then uh, my brother's like, yeah, we, we'll find a place for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't no. find a place. I'm, I'm, I'm past the, uh, we'll find a place for you. Right? Like, no need to crowd. I'll be couch down surf. the road. Get two parents with homes there. I'll figure out how to stay at one of them. Or probably just get a hotel. I just don't like to stay in other people's houses because I have such a weird sleeping schedule. Oh, because you so get up. I, I, I fall asleep early and I wake up super early. So it's you just lay in bed for three hours waiting for everybody else to get up. Or Well, and it's funny because my nieces know I'll get up in the middle of the night and eat cereal. They'll be like, I left a bowl out for you, Uncle Randy, because you get up in the middle of the night and eat cereal because you're weird. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's genetic it for you. It's like, genetic. Like it's coming for you too. <laughs> Some kind of insomniac yeah. Santa Claus. No, they always laugh. They'll be like, or I'll get up because I'll eat a bowl of cereal and go back to sleep. And then, like you know, my sister in law, if I stay at my brother's house, would be like, "You went with uh, you went with a little cinnamon toast crunch, huh?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, we're sorry. Was it everywhere?" Because I'm like half asleep. God, how do you go back to sleep after eating I, a doomed. meal? I don't know. There's a trail of cinnamon squares back to your bedroom. <laughs> you know when people come home when they're drunk and they make a mess? Yeah. Mine's in the middle of the night, like after I've already fallen asleep. Apologies are being given by a state agency in Arizona after it accidentally sent out mass emails with a link to a porn site. Mm-hmm. The email went out Monday from the Arizona Department of Revenue to advertise a public auction, but it also included a link to the dirty website. The message was retracted several hours later, and an apology was given. Human error was to blame there. The boss Metallica and Guns N' Roses are among the highest-paid musicians of 2017. Forbes magazine released the list last week, saying it was compiled based on pre-tax earnings between June 2016 and June 2017. Guns N' Roses brought in $84 million to land them at number 6. Springsteen, number 8, with $75 million. Metallica came in at 10 with $66.5 million. Diddy was number 1, $130 million, followed by Beyonce, Drake, The Weeknd, and Coldplay. Comedian Hannibal Burris is out of jail after being busted for disorderly intoxication. TMZ reports Burris was arrested in Miami last night. The officer who arrested him says the comedian approached him with bloodshot eyes and a strong odor of alcohol and requested the officer call him an Uber. When the cop refused, Burris became belligerent. He then went inside a bar, and when the officer asked him to leave because he was too drunk, Burris started swearing at him. The officer apparently asked Burris at least five times before arresting him. Burris was released from jail this morning in a $500 bond. Finally, celebrities are standing behind Keaton James. If you haven't seen this, uh, it's a Tennessee middle schooler who went viral with his tearful tale of being bullied. Keaton's mother posted a video Friday of her son recounting how his classmates have tormented him. Now, every from everyone from Justin Bieber to Snoop Dogg to Chris Evans, uh, Demi Lovato and Millie Bobby Brown are offering the boy some encouragement with posts on social media. Evans invited Keaton to next year's premiere of the new Avengers movie while Snoop... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Snoop told him to to direct message him because they're now friends for life. Haley Steinfeld (laughs) invited him to be her date for the premiere of Pitch Perfect 3. So uh, he's getting a lot of support from... I have mixed emotions about that kind of stuff. What do you mean? That like, video, I wouldn't watch it because I knew oh, it would make me it. cry. Yeah, and I don't need. I, there's really, enough sad really stuff. Sad. Yeah, and I just saw his beat up face, and he had like tears in his eyes as the video starts to roll. I'm like, yeah, I've seen enough sad videos this weekend, but there's just something weird when everybody piles onto a cause for one kid. 
instead of you're like you didn't you're not fixing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're making that kid happy right now, but uh, you're not fixing the bigger problem. Bullies don't look at that and go, guys, we shouldn't bully. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's weird because I have two kids in school and now that, you know, they're they're both in elementary at the elementary level that the, the schools now do a tremendous amount to fight bullying. There, there are all these different programs and and they really are trying to eradicate it. But I think it's honestly it's impossible because yeah, kids at why. that age are inherently cruel or can be. Um, Josh Vermanitz and Gab Vanessa, Josh and Gab. They have an anti-bullying, uh, like show basically that they right. take to schools all over the state. Um, it's interesting what you said about like you know you can't get rid of it. I think that you can lessen the severity of it. Oh yeah, you're not going to let, and that's just as it doesn't important. go on. Like I remember kids being bullied, like severely for the entire year, every day without anyone stepping in, and it might make it. Um, you know, make other kids more likely to speak up and say, hey, teacher, mm-hmm. this kid is being bullied, you know, by these other kids. There was uh, my, somebody in my class, my high school class is doing a every day. They, they put up like a Facebook page and they put somebody's picture from our class and they get an update from whoever that you know guy is mm-hmm. and where he is in the country because not everyone stays in contact. Um, but it's an interesting sort of sociological experiment. Because watching it has been relatively fascinating. You see a kid pop up, you'd be like, uh-oh. Like, you know, uh, that guy. You went to an all-boys school? Yeah. Erie Prep, state champs. Um, <laughs> roll Rambler. <laughs> roll Ramblers. Uh, so every once in a while, you'd be like, oh, that kid that kid was bullied. You know, like I remember that kid, you, you know, he was a kid who kind of got bullied in high school. And then you hope things like turn out and every once in a while he'll have like a great story. And it seems like everybody now that they're adults is like, thank God. Yeah, dude. Way to go. You have kids and a family and you're a lawyer and you're doing well. Well adjusted. Oh, whew, that's a load off of my back. Right. Yeah, like, oh, thank God. Sorry about that. You know, pulling your pants down every day at lunch and knocking your books out and punching you every chance I had and. Thank God you turned out okay. And then every once in a while someone pops up and you're like, uh-oh, and then they just don't answer. You always like, think Burr. that they're like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, like they have a list. Yes. They put on some soft music and some lipstick and lay down on their couch yeah. and think about getting revenge. Right. But this kid was, the video was was so heartbreaking because... This kid is obviously getting bullied and getting beat up and made fun of because he has a lisp or whatever. I'm not sure exactly why they're making fun of him, but um, the heartbreaking part was that he was, his message was that he doesn't like it when other kids get, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be compassionate and empathetic to Towards other others. kids in that, in that setting. Like, cause you know, the, whenever you get bullied, you, it probably turns you inward. You know, you, you a, start thinking about yourself and only yourself. That's what depression is. It's anger yeah. turned inward. Yeah. So what's what's the uh, what's the uh, the kids like? Uh, what part of the country is he from? He's a southern kid, right? He's yeah. from Knoxville. Has he I got think. a southern accent? Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee. that would that would have done it for me. If I heard a little kid crying with a southern accent, I'd just ball. But yeah, Kutch Kutch tweeted the kid. See, I mean, I'm so happy for that kid, and hopefully this brings him, you know, a little bit of relief. relief. But um. You know, it'd be cool if everyone was like, hey, we're going to start this thing and we're going to use you and we're going to do these talks with these big celebrities. We're going to go around from state to state. 
No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to be like, hey, we'll show those bullies. You want to come to the premiere of Pitch Perfect 3? <laughs> that is pretty good. I mean, a bully sees that and they go, oh, we're in the wrong business. I th- Hopefully. Those people are all just doing good things. I'm not criticizing them for doing it. I'm just saying that it would be cooler if. Mm-hmm. Forecast today, increasing <laughs> clouds, upper 30s for the high. Wind chills in the teens today. It's 30 now at DVE. <laughs> I don't think we run the risk. Like I don't think this is a DJ situation. Or we're like disc jockeys. Did no, like the guy who Juju's found Juju's bike. <laughs> like I don't. I, I mean, I'm glad things are going to happen nice for Keaton. Oh, you mean like you're going to find out that like, like that he's oh, like, God. dude, he we killed got, all we, the cats yeah, in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got no. behind Keaton a little too early. Chris flipping Boswell. This will be a 45 yard field goal attempt from near the left hash. Barry holding the snap is down. The kick by Boswell is on its way. That kick is good. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, AFC North champs. They defeat Baltimore 39 to 38. Mike pursued in the locker room, a very emotional locker room after the game. He'll have all that coming up. Tim Benz, Bill Gardell live in studio. He was at Heinz Field last night. Bill, you were hanging out with him there a little bit. Also, oh, yeah. Jerry D is going to be there as well. Don't forget your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week, Bella Note in the Strip. $3.16 ounce Bud Light drafts every Saturday and Sunday. Bella Note in the Strip. It's your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Persuda is here, and the Steelers are 11 and 2. Let that sink in. 11 and 2. Now, I was hoping for good things this year, and I was actually hoping for a round in 11-2 right now, given the schedule that they had. But I have to tell you, it has not been a cakewalk for these Steelers. They have really had to, you know, go right down to the wire a lot of times. Hmm. They have bend, bent, rather, to the point of breaking and stopped just short. Broke a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Chicago and Jacksonville come to mind. After they gave up how many consecutive points to the Ravens last night? 17 at one point. I really thought it was over. I thought the game was over. When they went up by whatever, 11 in the late in the third quarter, I thought, man, they can't stop them now. That Collins guy is just running rampant. That Collins guy. He lo- seriously, he looked, like, uh, he looked like Eric Dickerson out there. He, yeah, he was running downhill for most of the night. <clears throat> I got. I got to start this sportscast off with one editorial observation. I went to Army Navy Saturday. Oh yeah, how was that? Oh, that was awesome, Mike. And I covered uh, the Steelers Ravens last night. Uh, both of those, two of the more remarkable football games I've seen in my life. And this weekend has reaffirmed my love affair with this game. And I know it's got issues, and I know there's problems, and I know. Ryan Shazier struggling and going through what he's going through. has got a lot of people talking about whether it's worth it and uh, is the reward worth the risk. Uh, there is, It continues to amaze me at 56 years of age and having watched this game my entire life, what it can do to people, what it can bring out of you individually and collectively in terms of emotion and community when, when it's played at a fiercely competitive level with something at stake. As Keith Butler said, it beats working for a living, man. Wow. 
Yeah, you know, the Shazier thing, I I think that just highlighted how random stuff can happen and somebody can become seriously hurt. So when there are the egregious, out-of-the-bounds, outside-the-line types of hits that result in injuries, that's that's the stuff that people are really reacting yeah. to right now. I think Jerry pointed out on a pregame show last night, he's, you can get badly injured driving a car. Right, but if you had a seizure after being badly injured, they wouldn't say, go ahead and get, get back in the driver's seat right now. And when that happened to Tom Savage yesterday, that's when the outcry happens. Yeah, it's again, it's not perfect, and, and there's issues, and it can constantly be evaluated and, and improved, or we can try to improve it, the powers that be. But it is just remarkable what it, the sense of community and spirit, and just flat out, you know, from a selfish standpoint, just the entertainment value of it. It, well, I don't know what I'd do without the game of football. But you, I don't think you're ever yeah, going to have to do without the game of football. You know, people are like, oh, 15, 20 years, there won't be any more NFL. I don't think that's the case at all. But they do, there's a, they have a responsibility to make it as safe as they can. Yeah. The, only, the only thing that sucked about going to Army, Navy, I had gone when I was a little kid. My dad used to take me, and I'm an adult now, and my sister was in the Army, so I wore an Army hat. And everybody I ran into was, oh, what year did you get out of the Academy? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, didn't go to the Academy. Oh, where did you serve? I uh, didn't do that either. I'm just a sissy Mary here yeah. to watch you guys. <laughs> I folded clothes at Old Navy. Anyways, I mean, there's, see you out there. I'm, I'm in Franco's army. <laughs> but what a what an event that is! And if if you're a football fan and you haven't done one of those yet, by all means, try to make that happen. Put that on your bucket list because uh, there's nothing like that either. Who um, me? I was a GM at Wet Seal. No big deal. <laughs> Anyways, go Army. I like war movies. Does that count? I work at Lids. <laughs> I'm constantly <laughs> quoting World War II. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was an incredible game. In the snow. Yeah. And there's something about the elements with football, too. It's a, Does it always have snow flurries during the Army-Navy game? Doesn't it seem like no, they're... Not, not always. It never is sunny. No, sometimes it is. All right. But it's between always, that it's game, always sunny in Philadelphia, nah, right? too true. And that Buffalo game, I mean, it was like total whiteouts. Yeah, like I would have loved to have been at that Buffalo game. Well, so, all right, that's an oh, interesting yeah, that question looked fun. to you. If you were a Buffalo Bills fan, oh my god, if you if you toughed that out and they won in overtime, what's better than that? By the way, the Browns, the Browns, come on, you lose that game. Of course they do. Of course they do. Just like surprise in your voice there, Bill. What's a- I mean, they were just up late. What are you doing? You know, that snow game in Buffalo yesterday was so messed up. Peterman gets hurt. They can't even cart him off because the cart is frozen. <laughs> they can't get the cart to work. What they do? Get bring in dog the sled? snow he dogs. Had to, he, had to, he had to walk. They were like, St. Bernard's come out with the thing around his <laughs> they had to walk And then Vinatieri <laughs> tries to kick the field goal, and the whole uh, team's out there kicking snow out of the way with their feet. They got trainers running off the side of the field to clear the snow, and the refs are chasing the trainers back off the field, you know, like, get the hell out of here. And then they cleared off the wrong spot. They're like, here you go. And he's like, dude, that's not where I'm kicking from. We got a, we got a penalty. This isn't even on the field. <laughs> uh, they, like, kick snow across. They, they find somebody underneath there. <laughs> oh, there's the line judge. Oh, wow. It's Jimmy Hoffa. That was <laughs> <laughs> It was fun to watch that yesterday. But if your team loses in it, you, oh. you're so pissed. You're like, why are they playing that game? Well, it's just, you know, the the you got to feel the hurt to uh, appreciate the love, I guess, right? It, it was so good. It goes back and forth. Uh, a lot of back and forth last night, 39-38. St- sorry for that. Uh, 
No, hey, look. Tangential you rant. You up but, uh, all night. No, I, just, I, I was thinking about And you saw about some that. great football this uh, weekend. Just stuff you couldn't make up. I mean, that Army-Navy game, Army's down six. They got to drive for a touchdown, and then they have to hold Navy from getting anything to, to finish it off. And, and the way the two cores of cadets go at it all game, it's like a European soccer thing. They're just cheering and chanting constantly. And, uh-huh. uh, it was cool stuff. Cool stuff last night as well. Uh, Steelers uh, hold off the Ravens 39 to 38. And uh, in many respects, the night was about Ryan Shazier. When the Steelers took the field for the pregame introductions, Cam Hayward and Bud Dupree had Shazier's 50 jersey. They held it up for the crowd. There was uh, the FaceTime with Ryan Shazier after the game, immediately after, in the Steelers' locker room. Players were wearing cleats honoring Ryan Shazier, t shirts with his number on them. Uh, there was a banner, hashtag pray450. Shazier was uh, prominent in Renegade. Shots oh, of his face and, and his highlights. That was an uh, effective Renegade, too, right? Yeah, they three, three, and three and out. Yeah, the, the locker room FaceTime with uh, Shazier was the icing on the Steelers' AFC championship cake. Here's Mike Mitchell talking about that. Uh, I mean, that was extra special. I mean, I talk, I try to FaceTime Ryan once a day, at least talk to him once a day. So it wasn't a shock for me. Um, but it was a very special moment just because I'm going to go there right after. And uh, to see his face maybe a little bit earlier w- w- was pretty dope. Um, but, you know, it's just tough. Shay's my brother. I respect his situation, um, everything that he went through. And we had to get this game for him. When did you guys do the FaceTime thing? Uh, right after. Right in here, right before we broke it down. It was pretty dope. Can you uh, describe so his reaction? Yeah, he was happy. He was happy. Excuse me. Got kinda, a little emotional there. Had to take a little pause there. When uh, Mike Mitchell collected himself, uh, he was able to uh, address all the Steelers had gone through in the week leading up to the Ravens game. It's tough, man. It's It was an emotional week. You know, obviously, spent a lot of time at the hospital, a lot of time doing that I probably shouldn't have been doing, you know. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I did my best to focus on this game. Um, it feels great for us to get this win because of the adversity that we had to go through. Um Sometimes I think that on the outside, you guys don't know how close we really are. Uh, Ryan's a guy that's been coming to my house several days a week since he was a rookie. Um, we watch film together every morning since he was a rookie since because we both got here together. I take a lot of pride in the way that he plays uh, because I helped him learn how to study. And uh, the Shazier saga of another Emotional curveball, uh, a development, a distraction. You know, they've been dealing with this stuff all year. Some of it's been self-inflicted or self-created. Some of it, like the National Anthem thing in Chicago, just sort of uh, overwhelmed them temporarily. Uh, They have fought through it all. Here's uh, Ramon Foster on why. An experience that we've had in the past, uh, realizing what's in front of us, man, and just a sense of urgency. Uh, The stuff that we've had going on this year, other teams will crumble. Um, and we found a way. It's the fight. Like I said, the ultimate goal is Minnesota. And I don't want to say too much because you still got to do the job, but um, guys are mentally in it. it. You saw it. Even this game, we sputtered on offense. Uh, when it was time to, to get it done, um, guys stepped up, and that's, that's what this team is about. Stuff that would make other teams crumble. I think he's right about that. I don't think that's uh, Definitely. exaggeration. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. Now that we set the stage with the emotional 
state of mind for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they head into that game and the relief they felt afterwards. I really do feel like they would have felt like they let him down had they not been able to pull that one out last night. Remarkably, somehow, they figure out how to do it. A back-and-forth game that was super fun to watch. It wouldn't have been great if it was at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, the Steelers are 11-2 after yet another come-from-behind victory with help from the Boz, Chris Boswell. Outstanding. Once again, by the way, that was no gimme. That wasn't a little uh, chip shot, a little 30-yarder, you know? A Heinz Field 45-yard field goal is like a 50-yard field goal anywhere else. Do you have any doubt he was going to make it? Not at all. I, it felt like maybe the Steelers did, because if they didn't, they wouldn't have passed I, the ball on second and third down. Yeah, that was... Game was over, Mike. What were they doing? All right, well, we'll get to it when we return. All right, the DB Morning Show, Mike Pursuta here. Last night's come-from-behind victory for the Steelers, their third in a row. Is it four out of five? Yeah. yeah. Three in a row, four out of five. Uh, why don't we have Mike's mic working? How about now? Three in a row. There you go. Four out of five. Okay. Beautiful. Nuts. Totally nuts. Yeah. Indianapolis, Green Bay, Cincinnati, uh, Baltimore. The last three in succession. <laughs> Fifth game-winning kick of his career in the regular season. He's also got the one in Cincinnati. Fourth this year within one minute of regulation or in overtime. And he's lights out at the end of both both halves because at the end of the first half, he always seems to come down in the field and kick a field goal. He's also got a career-high uh, 32 field goals this season, and he is uh, two away from Norm Johnson's team record of 34 in 1995. He's probably going to sail well past that. Norm. Uh, let's talk about the defense for a minute, which played without Ryan Shazier and uh, was seemingly making it up as it went along using uh, Arthur Motes and Sean Spence at inside linebacker next to Vince Williams, using LJ Fort at times in the dime. Instead of Vince Williams, uh, using no inside linebacker in the dime at times, they came out with a new formation uh three defensive linemen two outside linebackers and six dbs they had uh, cam sutton and cody sensibaugh share left cornerback and uh, the defense took on some water ravens got 26 first downs they were four for 10 on third down 413 total net hmm. yards but the defense kept playing here's mike tomlin you know man they played 60 minutes um, I appreciate the efforts at the end, and I like that, regardless of circumstance. You know, it was one of those back-and-forth shootout type of a games. And, um, you know, they, they made the necessary plays down the stretch, man. You could get beat down mentally, giving things up, yards, points, and stuff throughout. And I just really think it just speaks to the metal of the group, and they're to be congratulated for that. Yes, we have things that we need to improve on and adjustments we need to continue to make as we work through life without 50, you know. Um, but, boy, to, to raise up and make them necessary stops down the stretch, um, that three and out, I think, you know, maybe two or three possessions before the end was huge. Um, a lot of people to congratulate, man. I thought, you know, Cam Sutton came in there and, 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 and made some significant uh, plays for us. 
um, as well. Um, but just largely, it's it's a no blink attitude of the group, regardless of circumstance. And that, and for that, uh, I'm proud of those guys. You hear the sirens in the background because the Steelers stole that game at the end. <laughs> you can get beat down giving stuff up. They gave up a lot of stuff, but at the end of the game, and that the three and out that uh, he was referencing. Uh, occurred in the fourth quarter after the Steelers had closed it within 38-36. to 3.29 left. Baltimore gets the ball. Flacco incomplete to Macklin. Alex Collins uh, plus seven. Third and three. My God, Ravens, you wouldn't want to try to run the ball again here, would you? <laughs> Why do that? Flacco incomplete to Macklin. Uh, they punt the ball away, and then uh, down the field the Steelers go. That, uh, again... The last drive of the game for the Ravens, the fact that the Steelers left time on the clock, the, the amount of things that had to happen for that to not work out for the Ravens seemed to be like, uh, you know, there seemed to be more of those than had to work out for them. Like, Two first downs, they're good. Yeah, we were talking about the field goal. I, I didn't think there was any way Boswell was going to miss, and when Baltimore got the ball back, I thought Baltimore was going to win. Well, so they're going to hit two passes, yeah. and Tucker's going to hit one from the other side of the yeah, Mon. Because that's what he does. Or the Allegheny. Or the Ohio, because that's what he does. But uh, if, but if Jeremy Macklin doesn't get the wind knocked out of him, if they don't have to take the time out there, if the Ravens are a little bit smarter with the clock and get one more completion. Or if Macklin just finds a way not to go out of bounds before he catches that ball. Sideline awareness. Oh, got to have it. Yeah, if he, catch, if he stays in bounds, that's Tucker land right there. Oh, yeah. So it'll be yeah, what it, was that, the 35? Something like that. So it would have been about a 53-yarder? Something like that. Yeah, he'd have, he'd have pounded that. Yeah, so I'm anxious to hear what the hell happened when the Steelers had the game in their hands. After Antonio Brown hauls in that 34-yarder, that should have been it. Run the ball, make them spend their timeouts, let the clock run down, kick the winner, get out of there. I mean, you you have to have faith in Boswell at that point. Yeah, they they not only left time on the clock, they risked a turnover or a sack in the process. They almost got sacked on third down. Almost got sacked. Almost got a turnover on second down. He threw it up for grabs to, you know, the ever-dependable Xavier Grimble. Well, that's who you go to when this... Divisions on the line. Well, the divisions right? on the line. You go Grimble or you go home. Gonna think you're going to go Bell, Brown, right. you know, somebody like that. You go Grimble. Throw it to Grimble. Do you think they didn't run the ball because they were battered and bruised at that position? I have no Mike? idea. I would have taken a damn knee. I think Ben I, audibled out on second, and then they and then they felt they had to oh, throw Oh, he said it came third. in from the sideline. Well, okay, and then I didn't like it. It's amazing how that usually happens when... Uh, I think uh, it wasn't a touchdown. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine Todd Haley was like, we've been waiting to secure the division all season. Let's go to Grimble. <laughs> all right. But, Coach. You know clock. what, though? That's who they are. I, mean, I know. And I was thinking that. was majestic. He had over night. 500 yards passing. Yeah. He's he ridiculously good. 45 completions. Unbelievable. Jesse James had, that, had a hell of a night last night, too. And Vance McDonald was having a hell of a night until he got hurt again. I just, I'm just so thankful we're not going to spend the week talking about what the hell happened on Me that too. possession. Me, because boy, too. was it set up that way. Just some some tidbits about the defense at the end. Uh, when Baltimore got the ball back with 42 seconds left, they had L.J. Fort as the dime linebacker and Cam Sutton playing cornerback. Oof! Wow. 
I mentioned Sensabaugh and Sutton shared left cornerback. Arthur Motes and Sean Spence shared inside linebacker next to Vince Williams. Justin Hunter got significant snaps at wide receiver, a lot of times instead of Martavis Bryant. Uh, James Harrison got some snaps at outside left. Hunter hadn't played since October 29th. Harrison hadn't played since October the 22nd. McDonald played for the first time since November the 12th, then got knocked out again. They even had to put uh, Gerald Hawkins in for Alejandro Villanueva for a snap. That it's was going to uh, take everybody. All hands on deck, yeah. I thought last night defensively they would either be inspired and play for Shazier or be brutalized by his absence, and it was a little bit of both. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, well, I totally 100% agree with you. I think they were elated to be able to win that game for Ryan Shazier. But T.J. Watt, the end of that game, how Flacco didn't have the presence of mind to get rid of the ball somehow. Because that's the game. If he can get rid of the ball, they got one more shot to get. get, uh, How many pass interferences uh, did they get? Keep it down both ways. Right. So you still had a shot, but T.J. Watt made sure that uh, that was not going to happen. What? With all the familiarity with this, with these two teams, maybe, you know, maybe Flacco wasn't aware of uh, Watt's speed. And he saw him; he was rolling away from him. He just apparently thought he had more time than he had. He underestimated Trent Jordan. Never underestimate. Never Trent Jordan. Underestimate Trent Jordan. Watt gets the snap. He's back. He's ha- hassled and tackled and fumbles out. The ball is out, and the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's fourth down and a lot. T.J. Watt kept And the clock is running, and it goes to zeros. The ball went out of bounds. It yeah, has to ball. be stopped. That is the end of the game. Get out! You're kidding me! That is the end of the game. That's like the sports double rainbow. Whoa! <laughs> oh, my God! It's like, here's Cam Hayward's reaction to that. Well, I, w- I wasn't sure. I thought they had more time. I thought they were about to run another play. But, uh, you know, I just uh, I was getting geared up for another one. But uh, they said the game was over, and I was like, peace. <laughs> we, we, we got it. We out. Uh, but, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty as long as you get that W. Oh, it wasn't, and they did. Gets the snap. He's back. He's hassled. And tackled and fumbled. The ball is out. And the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's fourth down and a lot. Say what? (laughs) Oh, the best part about that is, of course, um, the Ravens think, well, the ball's out of bounds. Clock stop. And they're just kind of standing around trying to figure out what they're going to do next. But they they set the ball down and wound the clock. And it just ran off while they were standing there about to call a play. All right, Macklin. You do a button hook. All right. You, uh, the game's over? The game what? is over. And the clock is running, and it goes to zeros. The ball went out of bounds. It yeah, has to ball. be stopped. That is the end of the game. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Steelers win 11-2. Patriots come into town. Val's got news now. Tim Benz in studio with us. We're talking more Steelers coming up here after the news. What's up? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It's brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Clouds will be increasing as we head through the day today, though wind chills will be in the teens and the 20s. Much of the day, we do top out at 38 degrees, mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, dropping down to 29. 
Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smock. Um, Slack and Bill had a good idea about the kid that was bullied, mm-hmm. you know, in the video that went viral. And everybody wants to help the kid. Mm-hmm. And now he's got like all of these offers to go do all this Hollywood stuff mm-hmm. and with all these celebrities, premieres. which is really sweet. So um, sweet. But I was lamenting the fact that that might not ultimately end things, you know, might not end the bullying or might not have a big effect overall on bullying. But you guys had a great idea. Those celebrities, instead of inviting them to movie premieres and giving them their phone number and be like, yo, we're best friends now, like Snoop Dogg said he was best friends with the guy. Yeah. Um, I liked your idea. The celebrities go to the kid's town. And beat up the bully. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that would be incredible. Awesome. If if Batman shows up to your school and then just beats the hell out of the kid who's bullying everybody, that'd be, so I mean, that'd be cool. great. Yeah, I hope that Tom Hardy shows up as Bane yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Just breathes heavy into their faces the whole time. <laughs> or, or like Rebel Wilson shows up with the cast of Pitch Perfect and they just gang fight the bullies. Yeah. <laughs> just, just beat the snot out of all of them. And then sing about it. You'd see a lot less bullying, I think. Could be like meet my new best friend Hannibal Lecter, right? <laughs> well, you, have you guys met Conor McGregor? Slack, did you say Dana White uh, posted a video and he said he he was going to help the kid out? Yeah, Dana White uh, posted that he uh, he wanted to help out the kid, the UFC heavyweight champion. I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. He also uh, piggybacked off that. So yeah, the UFC is getting involved, and yeah, I guess. Use them to beat up people. Beat up uh, the bullies. I, I mean, bloody them to a pub. But, but what do you say to the people who say they're they're only ten or eleven years old, Bill? Um, I say, yeah, well, that's that's what happens. Your kid gets punched in the <laughs> yeah. face. Or, it's a risky and then run. You parent gets punched in the face. Yeah. Or if you don't want to have violence, maybe you uh you get like Jeff Ross to go to the the schools. And oh, just, just roast the kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that would be great. Get the oh, kid from uh, Woodland Hills that went crazy at the end of the Seattle Seahawks game yesterday. Somebody throw a Gatorade bottle at oh, him yeah, and let man. him just go loose. He's not gonna have to climb a wall there. Oh, he yeah, that was that was. <laughs> Shades of um, Malice at the Palace. Meta world peace. Oh, yeah. Pacers. Pistons. Oh, that was that was a brutal night. I think I I think there was a show maybe on MTV. I can't remember, but that had some kind of element of that. Like it was like in life bullies, like adult sized bullies getting beat up by a UFC fighter, (laughs) which is just a phenomenal idea. Because at the end of the day, the people that are bullies are picking on people that are smaller than them, weaker than them, and they need to be beat up. Yeah, bring Richie Incognito to your town and take away his meds for a week and just turn them loose. It's A punch in the face is underrated. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing. I've been punched in the face. It made me a better person. I, well, you know, that's... Those are tough. Because to you think, eh, what did I say to get punched in the face? Because I don't want to say that anymore. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should treat people differently. How was I acting that got me punched in the face? Because I don't want to act like that anymore. The last time I got into a fist fight, I got beat up outside of a Steeler game, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to hang it up." How old were you? Um, twenties, twenty-seven, twenty, <laughs> twenty-six, like October twenties, or like this past year? No, 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 okay. no. Like in my twenties. Oh yeah. my! About ten years ago. Are we are we doing news? Or are we going right to Tim? Ben? No, we we'll do news with Tim here and then because we'll, we'll talk sports uh, the whole time. Do you have anywhere right. to go, Tim? 
Anywhere I want to go? No, currently, like, do you need oh, to no, be anywhere? no, I don't need to be anywhere. Okay, no. foul. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Yeah, here so it, it is. Clouds yeah. will be increasing as we head through the day today, though wind chills will be in the teens and the 20s. Much of the day, we do top out at 38 degrees, mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, dropping down to 29. Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday, with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smock. Reports uh, 31 degrees now at DVE. Uh, the news brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. Reports breaking of an explosion near New York City's busy Port Authority bus terminal. Police are investigating a possible pipe bomb. That blast occurred in a subway passageway. Subway, subway trains are bypassing the Times Square station. Port Authority is not reporting any delays into or out of the terminal at this point, but police are closing off surrounding streets. There are reports of a handful of minor injuries, and uh, there is reportedly one person in custody. This year's winner of the Nobel Peace Prize fears that nuclear war is just, quote, an impulsive tantrum away, end quote. The international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons was presented with the Peace Prize Sunday in Oslo, Norway. The group's head, Beatrice uh, Finn, accepted the prize saying the destruction of the entire of entire cities could come from a moment of panic or carelessness or because of someone's bruised ego she said the only rational course of action is stop living under those conditions a new york woman has permanent eye damage in the shape of a crescent after this summer's solar eclipse 26-year-old said she looked at the sun with her naked eye for a few seconds before borrowing a defective pair of eclipse glasses she used the glasses for an additional 15 to 20 seconds. Shortly after, the woman noticed a dark spot in the center of her vision and her sight became blurry. An exam by doctors at the New York Eye and Ear Infirmary of Mount Sinai revealed a crescent shape was burned into her retina. <laughs> Ooh. She says she is training herself to focus with the other eye, but watching TV and reading are still challenging. Doctors say they are using information from the woman to prepare doctors and patients for the next solar eclipse in 2024. I'm actually shocked that we didn't hear thousands of those stories. Yeah. You know, somebody just grabbed their Pap Paps blue blockers and were like, these don't work. <laughs> My eyes hurt. Wouldn't you think you would feel a crescent-shaped stain burning into your eyeball? Yeah. It feels like something you think you like, could react in yeah. enough time. Like a match burning on, on your arm or something. Yeah, I would think. But I mean, we all saw the president look directly into the sun that day. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Don't look directly into the sun. Huh? John Harbaugh has eight and four burned into his eyeballs this morning. <laughs> uh, remember oh, yeah. that guy who went streaking across the field of the Buffalo Bills game? Do I? Just a few weeks ago, New York State man is going to pay a pretty stiff fine after running naked across the field. Tristan Lambright was arrested last month after tearing off his clothes uh, in Buffalo and running across New Era Field while the Bills were playing the Saints. He entered a guilty plea last week to public, uh, public exposure charges, and he called it a stupid mistake fueled by alcohol. Probably not something he needed to tell everybody. We knew that. <laughs> if he, he did it again yesterday, he should, should have gotten a prize or something like that. In that six feet of snow that they had yesterday, oh yeah, he was they should have lit to, the charges. He was ordered to pay a fine of close to $400 and spend 25 hours performing community service. If he did it in moon boots and nothing else, that would have been <laughs> tremendous. 
Access TV is planning the third season of Rock and Roll Road Trip with Sammy Hagar. The network made the announcement Friday saying the show will premiere Sunday, April 8th. Roger Daltrey, Dave Grohl, Rob Halford, Foreigner, and Nickelback will appear throughout the season. And Eddie Money's new reality series, Real Money, will also air on the network right afterwards. It's a reality show about him and his family. I want it. I love it. I need it. I mean, any kind of reality show like that featuring Rocker, I... Did you what you watch Family Jewel right with uh, with Gene Simmons a little bit, and his yeah. family? It's Not tremendous. Like I watched the Osbournes, but oh my god, it was great. I mean, nothing was better than the Osbournes. Yeah, I don't but, think I missed an episode. But Family that. Jewels was great because it's Gene Simmons. He's married to Shannon Tweed, <laughs> which was in, you know she was in all those skin flicks in the nineties, yeah, softcore porn. And it, I mean, I just love I love those shows. I watched The Rock of Love. <laughs> <laughs> and all three seasons. By the third season, if I was a female on that show, I'd be like, kind of feeling like he's not going for love. <laughs> I was misled. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out he had a girlfriend the whole time through all three uh, episodes yeah, or that, seasons. Yeah. You know, look, every rose has its thorn. The first Janie's House Women's Shelter is open in Atlanta. Steven Tyler was on hand at the facility for the grand opening over the weekend. Tyler founded the project in 2015 after being inspired by the band song Janie's Got a Gun, which is about an abused woman. Janie's house has room for 30 occupants and also has a staff and therapists on hand. Finally, Charlie Sheen is suing the National Enquirer for claiming he raped Corey Haim in the 80s. Last month, the tabloid reported that Charlie assaulted Corey while they were shooting the movie Lucas. Corey was 13 at the time. Charlie was 19. Charlie tells TMZ, quote, In my nearly 35 years as a celebrated entertainer, I have been nothing shy of a forthright, noble, and valiant courier of the truth. Consistently admitting and owning a laundry list of shortcomings, wrongdoings, and indiscretions, this traveler hath traveled. However, every man has a breaking point. These radically groundless and unfounded allegations end now. I now take a passionate stand against those who wish to even entertain the sick and twisted lies against me. Game over, end quote. Corey's mother, as pointed out in the lawsuit, has denied the allegations. Charlie is also suing actor Dominic Brascia, who is quoted in the article, uh, article saying that Corey Haim told him about the alleged rape. Increasing clouds, although it's... Pretty cloudy now. Upper 30s for the high wind chills in the teens today. It's 30 at DVE. All right. We're going to do a commercial break. We'll come back. Tim Benz, hang with us. Mike Pursuta will join the conversation as well. Steelers are 11 and 2. Uh, ball nothing is- can hurt us. Not clouds, not weather, nothing. Another uh, celebrity taken down by the hashtag MeToo this morning being reported. Oh, no. Mm, well, first earlier, like oh, no. 15 minutes ago, Anthony Bourdain tweeted, it's Batali and it's bad. Wow, I did I did see that there was allegedly a celebrity chef going to be outed. And Eater. Uh, .com, Eater, New York, I think it's part of New York Magazine. Uh, Eater.com. That is not a website I would want to visit. <laughs> mm. right. Mario Batali stepping away from Restaurant Empire following sex, sexual misconduct allegations. Four women accused the chef of inappropriate touching in a pattern of behavior spanning two decades. He said, uh, yeah, that sounds like me when I'm drunk, and uh, I got to stop that. I'm paraphrasing you know, what he said. And he went on to have a long apology to his employees, and now someone else has taken over the business. Nothing like Didn't... Courier of the Truth from Charlie Sheen? Nothing to that extent? No. Mm. Didn't uh, John Besh yes. step down from his restaurants? Yes, too? he did. 
So I don't know if they do that forever. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if they Probably like step not. down and yeah, then like they'll come and then back step and back it. up. Right. It's like the sexual misconduct hokey pokey. Yeah, you're a molester, but I except, feel like you're creme fresh. <laughs> except you shake it all around to start. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike's got your sports coming up here. Boy, that one, who Mario Batali? I, I, no, I. Wonder I'll never look get, at Crocs the same. He's going to knock my Crocs off. wonder if he'll be off the show that you. Yeah. Oof. Move him over to the grope for a while <laughs> until he figures it out. The apology. The rehab. I don't know how you got a rehab for that. No, I don't either. I don't know how, what makes that go away. Not sure. All right. Mike's got your sports when we come back. Steelers are 11-2. and Don't forget our Christmas show Wednesday night at Jurgles, Donnie Iris, Jogoshecki, Scott and Rob from the Clarks, Clinton Clegg, Recluse, Bill Toms, Hard Rain, Paul Luke, uh, Megan Important People, Gene the Werewolf, Oof. Bastard Bearded Irishman, Molly Alphabet, Cisco Kid, all brought to you by Right Automotive. This is going to be a blast. Join us for our Christmas party Wednesday night. DVE Sports. <laughs> 11 and 2. Oh, it sounds so good. Tim Benz is hanging in the studio with us. Mike Pursuta with sports uh, right now. And that was uh, a great victory for the Steelers. I honestly didn't think they had it in them. Uh, I thought after seeing the result of the Bengals game yesterday, they got trounced by the Bears. You know, I was sort of just doing a little assessing, thinking, you know what? I bet we're knocked out, too. That really was, you know... a battle royale on Monday night. If they fell that hard to the Bears, we're going to have a tough time with the Ravens. And it didn't start out so bad. I mean, the Sean Davis pick helped out quite a bit to start things off. And then the Steelers just uh, looked like their offense was hot knife through butter. It didn't get bad until the third quarter. The third quarter got bad. And then the only time I really gave up hope was after they scored the retaliation touchdown the, the Ravens did in the fourth. When they scored the retaliation touchdown in the fourth, I thought, okay, this is this is going to be a loss. I didn't think they had the time left in them to come back. But After the two-point yeah, been denied. Yeah, right, exactly. And they went right down the field, and Burns, was that when Burns threw his helmet off and flipped out at the referees yes. down the sideline? and. Great play by Will Gay there. Will Gay's contribution for the night was just to pull him back from the sideline so he didn't get thrown out of the game. He had both Sensabaugh and Sutton in there at the same time. Mike, so. before you jump in and, uh, and lead us through this uh, segment here, I just want to ask you and Tim about the refereeing last night because, once again, it seemed to be inconsistent at best. But is this as good as you can hope for in the NFL? I thought it was poor. I thought it was imbalanced. I thought the pass interference reads were poor by the officials from one team to the other Why they let... The big one was, why did they call the one on Burns and not call the one on Bell in the end zone? That right. resulted in the field goal instead yeah. of a touchdown. I, that I do not understand. I thought, they got, I thought the Steelers got a call on the interference on Bryant, which I didn't think was interference. Um, what about the call on, on, uh, on Brown for um, unsportsmanlike conduct? You know, I think they saw him take a swing at the guy. I mean, yeah, that one I don't have that much of a problem with. Ready, to your point, connect. NFL officiating, I think, is wildly inconsistent, and uh, it has been for a long time, and I don't think it's ever going to be anything but that, and you just got to play around it. You the, know? Other one, the other one If you don't the... want to get a pass interference call, don't put your hand on the guy 30 yards downfield because technically that's against the rules. You have a five-yard window where you can touch him. Yes. According to the rules. Beyond that, you cannot. Now, whether they didn't call it the nine times previously, just because uh, uh, one guy's able to rob the 7-Eleven doesn't mean you're going to be able to get away with it. It Play by the rules, live with the calls, improvise, adapt, overcome. Well, the other one that got people upset was the uh, 
the plays near the sideline, like when Davis dumped the one guy in his head and then the Steelers punt return, I guess it was Rodgers at the time, got thrown out of bounds late. Yep. That also had people all honked off, yeah. and rightfully so. It, uh, it was what it was, and uh, the Steelers figured out a way to work around it. Uh, their game last night, their 39-38 victory over the Ravens, was a lot like the 12 games that preceded it. Uh, there was a great deal of adversity. There were some times where you didn't think they had uh, what it took, but uh, as they had done much more often than not prior to last night's AFC North division clinching win, they found a way to get it done. Mike Mitchell said they did that in part because, well, they understand they play in Pittsburgh and they have no choice. There is no alternative. Yeah, I mean, our focus every week is to win a world championship. Um, I don't know if you think I'm joking around, but that that is something that is very real. You know, when I come through the doors on a Monday, Tuesday, through Sunday, through Saturday, uh, it, it's to win a world championship. Um, you know, something when I first got here in Pittsburgh, it, it kind of catches you off guard because it, it carries a lot of pressure with it. You know, you say you want to win a Super Bowl, but are you doing the things to win a Super Bowl? You come in our facility, there's guys in here at 5, 50, 6 o'clock in the morning, they're doing the things that say they want to be a Super Bowl champion. So just the way that our fans treat us and everything I mean it's just so much pressure but at the end of the day it's like a badge of honor because we've done it so many times you just want to do it again but it is I mean everyone was super disappointed in how we performed last year and making it to the AFC championship if I did that in Oakland they would have threw a parade um, you know but that's just how it is here Super Bowl or bust I think a lot of guys in that defense were upset with themselves for making the offense do that much heavy lifting. You know, you heard Arthur Motes afterwards, way, way, way below the line. Cam Hayward using the word absurd yeah. to describe the defense. He <laughs> was screaming at them on the sidelines. Cam Hayward was absolutely chewing out the defense. And he was really mad at Sean Davis for getting that second personal foul penalty when he dumped the guy in his head. You know, he almost got a third. Uh, did he? Oh, which one? You talking about the play? The one over the middle. Yeah, but that was a clean hit, though, Third, right? It was, but it was, it was high. Like, it was close. I saw it, the flag fly, and I thought, oh, no. You know, but it was a penalty for something else. He had 12 so. tackles or something like that and an interception, and I thought he had a terrible game. Yeah. Did, did you think, it was just plus minus. Yeah. Did you think when he when he slammed the guy that he thought he had the ball? Like, and, and he just... He wasn't what, intentionally trying to, to dump a guy after after he I had clearly missed it. Don't know what he was Sometimes thinking. you see that call that the guy does have the ball. To Mike's yeah. point earlier about how inconsistent the officiating is. Yeah. Well, the Steelers overcame it all, and uh, we just heard Mike Mitchell talk about that's They have to do that. There's no, there's no other explanation that's accepted. Uh, here's Mitchell on why they're able to do that. Uh, according to Mike Mitchell, he thinks it's a reflection of who they are from the top down. Yeah, I mean, that's just the character of our, our head man, um, Coach T, uh, Mr. Rooney. Uh, we just follow his leadership. Um, you know, Coach T is really like a father figure to me, man. I, I play so hard. I mean, Shea was a big reason today, but I'm always playing super hard for Coach T. I, I, I literally never want to let him down. And um, we just, our attitude reflects our leadership, man. We have great leadership at the top. You know, if you look at Coach, I don't know how he, I mean, probably to you guys, you guys think he's probably animated, but uh, how he communicates to me, whether they just threw a 60-yard bomb on us or just pounded us for 100 yards on a drive, he is the same even keel. Uh, never gets too high, never gets too low. Just always gives me that real fatherly communication, no matter what, no matter if I like it or not. And uh, that, I mean, we just follow his leadership and, and his personality is that way. So that's how we stay calm. You know, if he don't panic, we won't panic. And uh, you know, I, I, he's the man. 
It's too bad there's a little of both of that. The 100-yard drive and hitting us for a bomb. That happened both ways for Mike yesterday. And he, when he said flag football, he wasn't talking about 101 yards and flags, was he? That's not exactly what he meant. He was going in a different direction. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, The Steelers do think Mike Tomlin's the man. Unfortunately, Mike Tomlin might be the man whose team is going to have to win by shootout the rest of the way or else. Minus Ryan Shazier, that's going to be a tough thing to get around. But uh, Le'Veon Bell says, hey, if they have to, they will. Man, we can win a shootout against anybody. You know, I mean, I feel like our offense, we got a lot of playmakers. Um, we got one of the, probably the best player in the league in AB, making plays on the outside, being throwing the ball to them, offensive line doing what they do up front. Um, you know, I make my plays and spring my plays here and there. You know, and I feel like we can score points whenever we need to. Um, we end up scoring 39 a day um, and not really playing our greatest football. So um, I think we can win a shootout against anybody. Um, we may have to, you know, I mean, like I said, there's some games where, you know, we really don't have to score many points. It's today, games like today, we have to score a lot of points, you know. I think this offense, this offense, actually this whole team is really balanced, you know. I feel like we just find a way to win games. We've been doing that the last nine weeks or whatever it's been, and we got to continue to do that. I could have kissed him on the mouth for that comment yesterday. I asked him that question, and I was just I was looking for somebody to say yes. Let, let us try to outshoot Tom Brady. You know, because that's, I'm so sick of the hypothetical question, how do you slow down Tom Brady? Well, maybe this team, you don't. You got to outscore him. So be ready for 39-38 again next week at Heinz Field. And it's the right? process. What? Before the defense improved the second half of last year, the narrative was, well, they got all this offensive talent. Maybe they can outscore these people because the defense isn't very good. Now, not having Shazier is going to be a son of a gun to work around. And I what mean, if Hayden's not back either? Well, but I, I think... Whether he comes back or not, they're going to have a hard time stopping the run without Ryan Shazier, I think. And that, as you saw last night, that sets everything else up for an offense. Uh, they're not going to be able to pressure the way they like to because, you know, Keith Butler's so maniacally devoted to getting four man rushes that work. And Shazier's a guy who could drop or rush. You didn't know if he was coming or not. What are you going to do? Blitz Sean Spence? Yeah, that, I, that ain't getting it done. Arthur, but that's. So it's going to be problematic, but like Le'Veon Bell, Ramon Foster says, hey, if it's on the offense, it's on the offense. Bring it. Absolutely. Uh, as much as, as defenses win it, um, when it's time for us to be able to score, we have to be able to score. And um, our offense is, is getting it done somehow like that. So um, that's just the way it is right now. Yeah, if fact, they could just put four 20-minute drives together where they score a touchdown at the end, I, th- I think we can easily beat the Patriots. Actually, you only need three. That's right. Three Boy, offense wins championships. That's going to change a lot of toasts around Pittsburgh and bars on the south side. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger thinks they can do more than they did last night, and they did a hell of a lot last night. Well, I didn't think we were real consistent tonight. You know, I thought we had some lulls there in the middle. Um, started started strong. Um you know, settled for some field goals, which we don't want to do, obviously, and then um, came on strong late. So, you know, we, we did some good things in that sense, but we'd like to be more consistent. Um, not sure what our stats were on third down, red zone, things like that, but, um, you know, a lot of guys made plays tonight. Did you feel like it might take 30 plus the rest of the way? You never know. We'll do whatever it takes to win a football game, um, whether it's winning by 30 or 3. Really, we just want to win a football game. Now, third down, they were 12 of 18. That's pretty good. Uh, Red zone, they were three for four, and they had 545 total net yards. And technically, wasn't it four for five? Because they scored from the 20. It should be four for five, right? I mean, like, theoretically. 
it's the it's inside the twenty. So there's actually another reds. If you know, mm-hmm. well, I thought it was the twenty or in. Uh, maybe it is inside. Uh, I was 20. told last night that if you're actually on the twenty and you score from the twenty count. yard line, it doesn't yeah. count. So if you, it is the tech, technically it's three of four, but I, I guess it should be four or five. Yeah, I'll go four for five. Yeah, uh, they're gonna have to score points the rest of the way. Without a doubt, they are gonna have to score points the rest of the way. All right, uh, more, the defense can do what it did last night in timely stops, you know, but. Shutting people down, I think, is uh, a bridge too far right now. Another World War II reference. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Army Navy uh, game still uh, kind of with oh. you a little bit. That that is uh, as advertised, huh? They That's had, on my bucket list. I should have I should have done that with you and just tagged along. Yeah. They was, had tanks outside the stadium. They, they had a mock up submarine. It was, the, the Navy guys are all walking around. They had these buttons on their lapels of their coats it says beat army very 1940-ish you know go team kind of traditional thing Mm -hmm. so i asked one of the cadets i said how come you guys don't wear cute buttons like those navy boys do and uh the guy said well they're not popular with us but they are very popular with most sororities (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was talking to everybody i was like it was fascinating just because the the course of cadets they're in the stands they're walking around they're getting hot dogs or you know you, you run into them everywhere they're all over the place and they're and the uniforms are lights out, like the yeah. the, the white. Did you like camo? The, I, I kind of prefer the just the blue and the gold and the black and the gold, or the gray and the gold. Yeah, I, I like the traditional colors, but I don't mind when they mix it up like they did. I thought I thought they looked terrific. And it's a cool game in that everybody's on one side or the other. Everybody's wearing one set of colors or the other, but nobody's a jerk in the stadium. You know, when you're going to get a beer, oh, what's go that ahead. like, Mike? Walk uh, us through I, that. And this is in really? Philly. Yeah, that's I mean, that's incredible. I grew up there. I'm like, where the hell am I? So no army guys are climbing into the stands to try to fight anybody. <laughs> no, no, okay. No. The judge wasn't working. The the court <laughs> in the bowels of the stadium wasn't just, just wasn't a functional. lot of good natured but intense, you know, back and forth. And I love a game where it's hard to get a first down. So when you get ten yards, everybody cheers like something just happened. You know, unlike yeah! last night, <laughs> we moved the ball. Yeah. Did the hot dog vendors sound like uh, like R. Lee Ermy from Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> <laughs> they should have all drill sergeants. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will not put ketchup on a hot dog. This is my hot dog. This is my bun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More Steelers talk coming up. It's the DVE morning show. Tim Benz was hanging out in the studio with us this morning talking about the game. Special guest uh, having some cookies. Dunking him in his coffee right now. Oh, yeah, it's good coffee. Him. You don't even Dunkin lose when you come to Heinz Field. Look at this. You Steelers do not Still lose. undefeated, Bill. It's, it's, I don't know if I get the win, though. I didn't do the towel. I was on the sideline. I get Secondary an assist. assist. I get, get an assist. Yeah. I get an assist last night. We were ready to blame them, though, yeah. for not having you. Billy, Billy and I, were <laughs> we were ready to blame that it was uh, the fault would have been that I didn't do the terrible towel, and uh, and we were, we had our, we, we were already lamenting a little bit in the yep. fourth quarter. And like, then, Bill, this isn't on you. This is I on will, them. I will tell you though, when they won, I danced like Snoopy. <laughs> you know that, that dance with the da 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 I did that all the way home. Da 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 da. An unbelievable uh, come. Not I shouldn't say unbelievable. Why? Why is it unbelievable? No, it was pretty unbelievable. I just didn't think they had it in them. I thought that they came out and uh, you know got the big interception yeah. to stop the first Ravens drive, and the offense zoomed right down the field. 
And uh, I was feeling pretty confident, like, oh, we're going to roll these guys. This is great. And then reality set in. And then I, of course, did the 180, and I thought, well, there's no way we're going to bounce back from that Cincinnati game and just have an easy run here. Uh, You know, we're probably going to collapse. And then it looked like we'd given up. Same thoughts. It looked like we gave up. And I thought, oh, well, this is probably uh, what we deserve. Well, when gifted member of the hands team, Roosevelt Knicks, came up with that combat catch. I was Nixie I was all about it. I thought they were in great shape. <laughs> I think that surprised everybody. First and goal, play action fake. He pumps. He waits. He throws it for the end zone. Caught by Rosie Nix. Rosie Nix for the touchdown. Rosie Nix with his first scrimmage positive play of the year, and it's huge. It's a one-yard touchdown catch by the former defensive lineman out of Kent State. Would you believe that? It sounded like when uh, when Tunch goes, caught by Rosie Nix, Hillgrove was about to say, stop screwing around, Tunch. Yeah. All right, <laughs> what happened there? I'm trying to announce a game here. Hey, get serious now. We're watching the game. Oh, my God, it was Rosie Nix. Right before First that, catch of the year. I was just trying to be a dink, and I threw out, here comes the Gerald Hawkins play, and they threw it to Nix instead, and I was more surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and Tim, you brought up a good point on Twitter last night. They uh, they get a pass interference on the two point conversion on Le'Veon Bell, and then they move the ball to the one yard line, and then they get in a run formation and don't have AB out there. I would yeah. never not have Antonio weird, Brown right? in the field for a two point conversion weird. ever. Even or if I just why, why do we have so much ball? trouble with the two point conversion? Remember a couple of weeks ago, we didn't even know what play we were running. Don't we have that during practice? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what went down there. <laughs> I love this. Asking questions uh, while he's, he's double cookies. fisting cookies. Listen, Don't we I, have a play for that? Hey, listen, huh? I got I have now dunked enough <laughs> green and red sprinkles in my Starbucks coffee that I've created a new flavor. This is lovely. What color is your coffee right now? But da 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 It's holiday cheer. Yeah, basically that's the colorblind uh, test Starbucks. It's all know. red and green. I think it's a light shade of insulin. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So now, now the the Steelers have New England, and this is not going to be how do we stop Tom Brady? We, no, we've we got to put the gas, put the pedal down. Gas. If you had uh, headphones on, you'd know that I was I'm sorry. producing things right Everybody underneath you. He's got the Snoopy song. Get your tune. Snoopy song. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Bill. Hey, it's Star Wars week, and the Empire, the evil Empire, loses at the end of every Star Wars. So when Belichick and Brady come to town, it'll just be fitting. So in that analogy, I'll ride that. who's who's Darth Vader? Belichick. Belichick. Oh yeah. No, Belichick's Palpatine. Who's Brady's Vader? Who's who's Han Solo? Who is Han, Han Solo? Solo? I would say that. Uh, I don't know who's old and washed up. <laughs> Han Solo died in the last Harrison one. There is no Han Solo. Ford. What's the matter? Am I the only you? person who's hearing like a rumbling sound effect? It's pounding on the desk. Oh, is that I what think. Billy's okay. pounding on the desk? No, I don't know it's prosciutto, not me. Oh, yeah, that, that, whatever yeah. that is, it sounds like a horse. It's because <laughs> hey, what a on the face. desk. <laughs> Those Randy's getting mics more and more like an abusive father. Who's pounding? Who's oh, doing, doing that? I'm going to turn the studio around. <laughs> My God. That's the first time you've noticed that? Yeah. He does kind of seem like dad at the end of the table. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. I thought it was the frog in Val's throat. He hit us with disgust and disappointment. (laughs) My father let fly with a sling of insanity. What is it? Obscenities. (laughs) (laughs) When he goes down to fix the ear. Son of a... You got... God! (laughs) (laughs) But da-da-da-da. T.J. Watt saves the game. Again, 
don't understand what what's was going up with on, that. How the Steelers? What's what? up with that? Do you know who's on the field for that play? James Harrison. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Debo. Was he back in coverage? <laughs> no, he was rushing. I think he was rushing. He's holding he was the rushing. edge. I'm not He's sure. The edge. Well, rushing. TJ came around from you the know, other side and got him. You know who's on the field for pregame warm-up without a shirt on? Me. James Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> in tribute no, to... In the stadium. Uh, not outside the stadium. In the stadium. No, he was, man. It was cool. In tribute to Shazier. Yeah, shirtless for Shea. Yeah, no, so he's running around without a shirt on the stadium, and Shazier's watching going, oh, i got to get to the weight room when I'm done here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at how good James oh, looks at 40. Uh, there was some real nice uh, uh, footage of, of tributes to uh, Shazier all over the stadium last night. Bill, I know you were down there early. Oh, yeah. There was 50 jerseys everywhere. And all the players were wearing those fifty jerseys underneath their jerseys. A lot of made, a lot of nice made signs. Yep. Made signs for him it was real nice. People Sh- were hoping Shea for Leaf. the all Shazier um, renegade. It didn't happen. There's quite a lot of them in renegade. I know that was a good idea. Whenever they showed him, Bill, remember when they showed Shazier on the on the renegade? Yeah, the place, the place exploded. Out. And me and Billy think that when we get into these games, we need to double down on renegade. We had a discussion. They have. They did last game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah wait, they did the previous I, home game. Maybe like every every time it gets like I think it's it, it adds to the intensity. For the for you the Ravens and it. the Bengals games, no, you you, you, you have to it. be you have to be for ready these kind of games. You for a double for renegade it. night. You, gotta, you just yeah, you have to. It's be. a two renegade night. Yeah, renegade at a one two and three. And then at the end, you play the Snoopy thing. Da 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 da, and you do that dance. Get the offense fired up. Whenever the offense comes out, you play the Snoopy song from now on. Enjoy your walk home in purple. You just do that little foot shuffle that Snoofy did. Martavis Bryant comes out with his little blanket like Linus. So good. Joe Flacco, unable to get it done. Joe Flacco, at the end of every game, should hear the thing from The Price is Right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> like the mountain climber that falls back down the hill again? Yeah. You pooped yourself. Boom, boom, boom. All right, Steelers are 11-2. and two. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Billy Gardell's hanging in studio. Jerry D next hour, da, 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 da. too. Benzi, where are you going to be at? <laughs> uh, I will be at the bottle shop tonight uh, from 7 until 9 with the aforementioned Jerry Dulac. So come on out and watch next week's opponent. They're on tonight. If you want to get a little scouting report, Patriots, Dolphins at the bottle shop down in uh, Collier Township. Let's scout New England real quick for you here. Brady, Belichick. Yep. What do you got? Okay, come out and have beer then. <laughs> the scouting report's that simple. The it drinking is. is just as simple, too. I, I don't even have to watch the Patriots game. They just make me angry when I, I can feel them. I'm like, there's yeah. been a disturbance in the fall. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it all yeah, comes yeah. back to Star Wars. It's a great tremor. <laughs> is Gronk the Wookiee? No, he's a bad guy, so what is he? Gronk, Gronk's Boba Fett. Yeah, the Adat. Yeah, yeah, he it's is. Just this big, thumping, clumsy but effective Gronk's dinosaur. The, Gronk's the giant in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, he's he going to take about twelve thousand arrows from close range. He's a bit Shrek-like. No, he really he's is. He's, he's like that he's, guy that beat up Billy on the Sixth Street Bridge. Though. Yeah, dopey. <laughs> Cheaty and dopey and <laughs> cheaty and dopey and deflaty, they're all coming. <laughs> Live from the McDonald Studios, I'm loving it. This is WDVE Pittsburgh. I think there was a show maybe on MTV, like in life bullies, like adult sized bullies, getting beat up by a UFC fighter, which is just a phenomenal idea. Because at the end of the day, 
the people that are bullies are picking on people that are smaller than them, weaker than them, and they need to be beat up. A punch in the face is underrated. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> it's a great thing. I've been punched in the face. It made me a better person. I, well, you know, that's... Those are tough. Because you think, "Eh, what did I say to get punched in the face? Because I don't want to say that anymore. (laughs) Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 11-2, Pittsburgh Steelers. Hoping to get a punch in the face of the Patriots next week. Billy Gardell's hanging out in the studio with us right now. Good morning. Hi, everybody. That's pretty good uh, logic. Punch in the face, that'll change your mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with Bill. I think once that happens to you, you rethink all the things you want to project out of your mouth. Yep. <laughs> Maybe my mouth don't need to say everything that my brain's thinking. I know you heard this in Swissville growing up. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your Watch mouth. Watch your mouth. I still think you should be allowed one one punch in the face to somebody per year. And like, that would, everybody like, would act so much differently. Like a card? You get yeah, a card? Yeah, be like, uh, I haven't had my... Uh, and then, like, on airplanes and stuff like that. You get a punch card? Yeah, be like... Uh, come by and click it. Hey, buddy. Tickets, please. Hey, buddy, I ain't used my punch card. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That Tough Guys documentary, one of my favorite lines from that documentary is the guys are trying to promote a, a karate match coming up in the area and they're in a bar putting up flyers <laughs> and one goes, you know karate he goes i know i know monkey wrench yeah monkey wrench. i know smith and wesson <laughs> and the guy in the and the dude i can't remember which one of them it was he turns around and he goes do your mom a favor and finish, finish your, your beer, beer. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is when uh, the one guy, his tactic to uh, scare everybody <laughs> is to pretend he's gay. Yeah. Because then he's like, then no one will want to touch me. Because, you know, these were different times in New Kensington in 1980s. And so he's like, so I let like uh, let it spill that I was gay, and that way they'd be, a, they'd be afraid of me. Yeah, but then there was the one other guy. He's like, I don't care if you're gay or not. You get in that ring with me, that's it. Well, okay. no, that's right, just man. it. Right. Okay. That was the part that I liked is that he's like, I don't care if you're gay. No, I never heard that, but I don't care if you're gay. And, and you're lured into thinking, oh, well, here's a guy oh, hey. who has some very, some, you know, he's not homophobic he's at all. He's like, I don't care if you're gay. Now, if you put your hands on me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Maybe he has some work to do on that. Uh, <laughs> my, I showed my buddy that, and he fell on the floor laughing. Like, cause it just comes out, and he's like, I don't care. I mean, it's fine with me if you're gay. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, if you get too close, I'll murder you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, well, maybe he's not okay with that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Tough Guys, greatest documentary of uh, Pittsburgh characters ever put to film. Yeah, really. I I, I can't think of a better one. I didn't know what it was until you guys were doing the quotes, and then me and Kanesi went home and watched it that night. I was like, oh, my God, look at these guys. Kennywood Memories was sitting on top of the mountain all by itself. Yes, it's got company it's, now. Yeah, it's one and two now. It's yeah. one and two. But they're two totally, two totally different. different. Like that's one makes, is a that's feel what makes good, us nostalgic. Great. <laughs> right, and then there's the Kennywood one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he did. Val, what's up? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Clouds will be increasing as we head through the day today, though. Wind chills will be in the teens and the 20s. Much of the day, we do top out at 38 degrees. Mainly cloudy skies for tonight. Snow showers will be developing, dropping down to 29. 
Snow showers continue as we head through your Tuesday with winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smock. It's 31 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. A suspected suicide bomber is in custody following a pipe bomb explosion at New York's Port Authority bus terminal. Police say he had wires attached to his body and that his bomb either went off prematurely or malfunctioned shortly before 7.30 local time this morning inside an entrance to a subway platform. NBC says the suspects sustained a minor injury. CBS News tweeting three bystanders were injured and the New York Daily News is tweeting the suspect is believed to be a man in his 20s, possibly from Bangladesh. That incident has triggered a massive police response. Subway evacuation and service suspension at one of the busiest transit hubs in the nation. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force is working with police on establishing the bomber's motive. Millions of people around the world know the Lord's Prayer and have recited it for centuries. Well, now Pope Francis wants to change it up a little. Thinking he'll probably take some heat for this. Is he going to put Dilly Dilly in it? (laughs) (laughs) He's remixing it. (laughs) In an interview with Italian TV, the pontiff said he takes issue with the part that reads, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. How about an app, deliver us from evil? Francis said that phrase seems to indicate it's God who tempts people, but in fact, that's what Satan does. The prayer is a translation of a translation of a translation, and the Pope thinks, I mean, we should probably tweak that a little. And I think it's wrong to ask Pitbull to do a spot on it. <laughs> I just think it's it's not in good taste. Featuring Diplo. We're a, we're a little late in the fourth quarter to tweak yeah. that prayer. <laughs> we're a little late in the core game. What do you say instead of lead us not into temptation? Um, I don't know. I guess he's going to have to figure Keep that out. Keep a shot of that temptation. <laughs> you know that temptation? Help me to avoid temptation. Yeah. Don't go there. Maybe it does sound like we're we're totally we're we're blaming him though. Don't <laughs> right. lead us temptation. I know how you like to. Don't make me. All do right, that. I know how you like to. Don't lead. try to sell us the temptation. You dangle, you dangle ah, the temptation. Can make a gray sky blue. <laughs> I can make it rain. Turn <laughs> to the prayer into oh, a doo wop. Ah! Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Let us not join the temptations. <laughs> <laughs> Miss I love how he on. looks around at everything that's going on in the church and goes, you know what? Start with this prayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good place to go, right? always bothered me. Miss out on Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Well, if you're still looking for holiday deals, today is Green Monday. What? Right. That's huh? what I said. The smaller sibling of the doorbuster sales days, Green Monday, will still see major retailers like Target and Walmart slashing prices to bring in last-minute shoppers. The online shopping event was originally named by eBay a decade ago. I think it re- originally started as like, if you're going to order online, this is a day you got to do it to have it delivered right. before oh. Christmas. Wait, and it's today? Today is Green Monday. Yes. You fired up. I'm doing a lot. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of Christmas shopping online and I'm loving it. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. You're just drone striking everybody. Oh my God. It's the greatest yeah, to not yeah. have to go. Like, as my dad say, he'll call me and go, Bill. I'm out among them. I'm out among them. I'm in Gen Pop. I'm in the mall. Oh, that's the worst. It is a nightmare. I like it. No, do I you? I do. I like it. How you many people you got to shop for, though? Uh, I got to shop for quite a few, but I, I like it. I just well, can't do it. It's just it, like the anxiety I get. That's why I do it so early. Smart. All by yourself. Yes. 
Uh, me and Patty are the opposite. I like to be out in it. She can't stand it. Oh, it's too many. She says, Patty always goes, it's too people-y. <laughs> it's too people-y. I can't. It's too people-y. Yeah. I mean, if you're out in the in the malls and you're battling for the parking spaces and you're uh, rubbing shoulders with people because it's so crowded and the lines on the escalators and whatnot, just remember one thing when you're Christmas shopping. Ben, how would you explain just kind of the viciousness and the brutality of this game? AFC North football. That's it. It's AFC North <laughs> yeah. shopping is what it is. Well, we went to get some stuff for the game last night because we don't have a lot of outdoor Steelers gear. So... I saw, I mean, it was Sunday, two weeks before Christmas. Packed. Of course. I heard one woman yelling at a sales guy, and I heard another woman tell her kid, shut up! <laughs> what did uh, What did they yell at the sales guy? She was like, I said excuse me to you twice. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Wow. Well, that's... Uh, Calm down. You know, it's, if you, if you mean, yelled excuse me twice, that means he heard you. Look, I've I've been a longtime advocate of having a Xanax lick outside every mall. Oh, yeah. Everybody comes we up all just get like, a, like a salt lick for deer. You just, just come put up. them in a Pez dispenser yeah, and hand them out at Santa, take, right in the line for Santa. Take a quick Zanny, Two of those black like, out and do you your shopping. Go first. It's fine. And then, you know, have I it wrapped there. Get it wrapped anyway. Christmas, it's a surprise for everybody, including you. What you got, everybody, what they got. Well, speaking of Christmas, more shoppers are splurging on themselves this year as they shop for the holidays. A recent survey by the NPD group found 19% of consumers definitely plan to spend more on themselves this holiday season. 40% said they are at least considering to spend more on themselves. God sees that. <laughs> Items bought, but you can get some really good sales. It's all that temptation, Bill. And ah, I got led down a temptation route. Items bought include sweaters, <laughs> boots, smartphones, cookware, and athletic apparel. Uh, they typically fall within the self-giving category. Oh my God, I laughed so hard. I gave you know my daughters have like a holiday shop at their school. Mm -hmm. You send the kids in with money, they get the family gifts. I picked my daughters up from school. My youngest, Emma, comes up to me and she goes, she goes, Dad, I got you a present. She's like, pick myself up a couple things, too. <laughs> she got herself two gifts and wrote to Emma from Emma. Had them wrapped. Nice. I was crying. Had them wrapped. I was like, this is hilarious. I got every bad pen or or corkscrew or whatever will ever bought me from those school Christmas things. Yeah, I got like go. a box of them. And I, I got all those. his little homemade notes too. Uh it's great. Yeah. It's if you best. got the if you got the room for it. We had it too small a box of a house. Out in the garage. You do? A couple little things. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Well, we spend a lot of money on takeout. A new study found the average American spends $1175 per year ordering takeout and delivery that works out to about 70 grand in our lifetime. If you spend more than $100 a month on delivery, you might be racking up even more than that. 82% of people say they order food at least twice a month. Only 4% said they never order takeout food. 47% feel like, well, maybe we order takeout delivery too much. We and do it twice a week, at least. 52% feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. My wife has no guilt about that. She hates to cook. I tell Patty always says she does a mean takeout. 
<laughs> My dad was out there. We kept ordering food every night, you know. And he goes, he goes, Bill, if you ever sell that stove, he goes, I'd like that. There ain't no miles on that. <laughs> That's garage kept, Bill. <laughs> he goes, there's no miles on that, Bill. He goes, does she think that's a candle? <laughs> <laughs> the top three reasons for ordering food, you're craving something specific. Yeah, you wait too late in the day. That's when yep. it happens. Well, I guess I don't, you don't have time yeah. or you're too lazy to cook. I'm going gonna, gonna to start cooking more. I, I like to cook, but I, don't, I just don't do I it. I do one of them blue color. aprons or um, they got, you know, like where it. they ship the food to you and tell uh, you how like, to cook it. Everything's like measured out. It's tough, though. I started to waste. feel like I uh, I had too many things coming on the conveyor belt and I couldn't get them all. Yeah, yeah. it like, becomes a Lucy sketch. Yeah. yeah. I want to get to the point where I'm walking to the grocery store, getting the meal for the evening, and then coming home. Oh, I nice. Do well, that. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I do. Bill, I think you should start farming it. I just, I just, I get some cattle. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. 18%, 18% of us say uh, we are worse at cooking than we used to be because we order so much food. Yeah, we are. Uh, the most popular thing we order pizza. pizza. Not a surprise. The rest of the top five French fries, burgers, fried rice, and egg rolls. Forecast today, increasing clouds, uh, but like I said earlier, it's pretty cloudy now. Upper soup. 30s. Uh, Get a bowl of soup. In the teens today, it's 30 at DVE. Jerry, do you like the Post-Gazette with us right now? Do. Grading Get off your that phone. Get in here. What's the matter? You're like one of the kids. Get last in night. <laughs> no, no, I was letting you guys go. 38 victory over the uh, Ravens. And at quarterback last night, Ben Roethlisberger, out standing 506 yards. He goes over 500 yards for the third time in his career. That's the most by any NFL quarterback Ever. Isn't he won all three of them, too? Yep. Right? I think oh, that's yeah. that's the uh, that's kind of the anomaly. Of 500 yards. Yeah. 506 of them last night. Yeah, right. 500 yards. Oh, yeah. Jerry, he threw from here to the airport and back. back. <laughs> you know, when you look, he's thrown 194 times in the last four games. Do the math on that. That's almost 50 a game. And that's the way they're attacking. Now, I understand they've gotten behind and they have to rally. Uh, but you look at uh, Lev Bell's carries a uh, 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 63 in the last four games. Do the math on that. What's that? Just 15. 15. But he's been catching the ball a lot because Ben's throwing a lot. That's the way they're going to attack, and that's the way they have to attack. And you know what? You could talk all you want about AB being an MVP, which he could be and should, maybe should be. You got to throw Ben up in, in front of him. If you ask me, the way he's brought them back all these games. Antonio well, Brown. Uh, well, let's go Lev Bell uh, as you mentioned. Uh, big game. Antonio Brown though last night. 213 yards receiving. This guy is like nobody who's ever played the Un- unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, Randall. Yeah. They they know they're going to throw the ball to him. <laughs> they try to defense him. They bracket him. They do what they press coverage him. They bump him. Um, doesn't matter. He, I mean, he runs wide open, too. That's He's right. not making <laughs> contested catches. He How does no, he he's get open. so yeah. open? He's open. Yeah, and they make the mistake <laughs> of putting Brandon Carr on him and, <laughs> you know, Poor the guy. fun part, Joe, about going to the game is you know he's open before Ben. Right, yeah. Like yep. you see it and you go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you only gave the O-line a C. I would uh, I would have given him a I don't know. Well, the run game was, you know, it was the longest run was 11 yards. That was that touchdown when they thought they were probably going to throw it. Uh, they weren't getting a lot of movement up there. I mean, hey, I mean, the Ravens, they got a tough run D. They've been playing well lately. So, um, you know, in the protection – was, you know, he's been protected fairly well. A lot of coverage but, sacks yeah, last night. Not yeah, a lot. A couple. But... It, it was spotty. It was spotty, and that's why I gave him a okay. C. I just thought it was average based on the way they've been playing. Now, sure. on the they other end the level, of the ball. They set the level too high. That's the problem. On the other end of the ball, not so great. D-line, right. yeah. you know, they've been, uh, you know, 
standout all year long, Absolutely. and they had a rough go last night. And uh, Alex Collins just tore him a new I'll one. I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's a tough back. You saw how many uh, tackles he broke. Um, how did know, he end up available? Like, wh- how did he not make a spot on the roster on Seattle? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess uh, who knows? I can't answer that. Um, when you look at the way this defense has been playing, you know, I look. That's one of the things I was just doing, Bill. I was looking on Twitter because I didn't get a chance last night. All the people to me complaining about the defense. This defense stinks. When have we seen it that bad? This is the only defense in the league that allows fewer than 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. They're a pretty good defense. Oh yeah, we see them. You know, they they with some of the uh, long pass plays. But some all in the all, splash. they're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're and better they have than one, I thought they were good. And they have one bad game. And look, I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but, you know, it's not the worst. Even. They had a bad game, and it's, it was all set up because of the run. Jerry, let me ask you something. Who's the, can I ask you? No, we're, we're really late on okay, time, so we're going to go to a break, and we're going to come back, <laughs> and then I, you can talk as much stay? as you can want. You mm-hmm. can stay. That's what we want to do. I don't want to get behind. questions for Jerry. All right, Billy's questions for Jerry when we come back. Billy Gardell live in studio with us this morning, Kaj. 9.30 on the dot. Kaj. 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 Jerry Dulac is in studio with us as well from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, also part of the Pittsburgh Steeler Radio Network, along with Mike Pursuta. And you guys will be talking about Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Gronk, all at week. all as the Patriots all come into town. Week. Likely they'll be 11-2. And two. And I've this, been talking about them since the Green Bay game. Well, I, yeah, you've been looking ahead. Much Still like Mike has been Tomlin. talking about him since August. By the way, what's Mike Tomlin's record since he's been looking ahead? Undefeated. Yeah, oh. So should we start looking ahead to Cleveland? <laughs> I think it's time. I got no, questions but... for these guys. Go for it. That, go ahead. You want to say something? First? You can start looking ahead to the AFC Championship game because that's what they're doing. I would like that. I would like that. I do have a question for both of you. Okay, I'll go to Jer first. Best defense we've faced all year? Uh... Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Best defense, Mike, all year? I'll agree, but that one last night's pretty good. Okay. Where do those defenses rank versus the Patriots? Well, Jacksonville's one in the league. Okay. So both in scoring defense. Baltimore was actually second in scoring defense, and the Steelers were third. So you saw how that worked out last right, night. Right, Um but it's New, crazy to think New in two England's games versus up. them, we scored 65 yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? If you look, even like last year, you know, the Immaculate Extension game, what was that, 31 points they put up on right. them? They've actually gone away from the 16-13, 13-10 games uh, recently. But relative to New England's defense, I, I think uh, uh, Baltimore's run defense is better. Um, New England's strength is in their back end, okay. so their pass, so their their pass defense, the players they have back there are more. They have better playmakers than Baltimore. Uh, Jacksonville's defense is really good. Okay. You know, okay. they have two really good corners. Statistically, if you just look at the body work numbers, New England's down because their first four games were really bad. Right. They've had eight or nine in a row where they're averaging eleven point one points allowed. They they have changed their effectiveness dramatically. Is there a Place in that defense for New England that we that they are suspect. Yeah, I think run. I think running the, the ball. run. Yeah, I think attacking their front seven. Mike, I would concur. Yeah, although it all depends on what the, the evil genius thinks is job one. Absolutely. Well, to, does he say? I, I, think, I think he does. Goes, he say he takes, I have a good back end. He, I can handle. Brown, he takes. Well, I don't know. And if I'm going to load up on make sure they don't run the ball, or does he say I'm going to make sure Brown doesn't have well, he's, 200 he, yards he's, and let Bell run? He's tortured that Super Bowl hero when he's played him, Malcolm Butler. So, hmm. um, I, I think the priority number one is taking him away. 
But I don't think it's it's by just locking up one guy on him and thinking, okay, we can stop him. But I think that'll be priority number one. And then, obviously, 1A is is everything Le'Veon Bell does. And that's all centered, though. It's all centered around the quarterback and, and yeah. you know, the way he attacks. I would think they got an eye full. I mean, when Baltimore lined up press man on both sides, the Steelers went deep. Right. They didn't care. That was it. When, <laughs> when Ben Roethlisberger saw that, he even threw one to Bryant. Correct. Which is, you know, you might as well just throw it up into the yeah, stands. Uh, you might as well have made the one to down and out. Yeah. <laughs> but they, just, they were in that attack mode that, hey, if, if there's an opportunity, that shot is going to get taken. That is not going to be passed. Question up, is. Because they think they can win one-on-one outside. He sees that formation against us, or he sees that formation against New England. Do we take that same shot? Oh, yeah. He'll do, he, he, just, we will. he takes it all the time. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Second question. Um, how many points do you think we got to score to beat this guy? I think it's, you know. I Don't think, say one more than them. Well, I was going to say that 50? first. <laughs> uh, no. I, 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 Do we I, need 30, 35? What I think is going to happen is if they beat them, it's I, – see, I think they – I don't want to say they lose that type of game. If they beat them, to me, it's because their defense plays well. So, But they're, they're going to score their points, but I think it's going to be fewer than you think. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to have to score 28, you know, okay. upper 20s. Mike, okay. or do you think it's 35, 34, or 40, 38? Uh, I think it's 35-plus. Yeah, it's 35. it could be. Yeah. It could be. But like I, I said, I think if they beat them, it's because they're defense. Here's players. the other okay. problem. New England loves to throw to the backs because Edelman's out. Right. They've adjusted that way. to everyone. You're they, right, though. But they have a number of running backs yeah. they trust. And who covers backs? Ben. Shazier. Let me, let yeah. me ask yeah, you right. Linebackers, I right? I realize that. Right. And that was one of the problems last night was the second tier. And I don't know. That, that defense they came up with the uh, – the three linemen, the two outside linebackers, nobody in the middle, and the six DBs. I, I don't know if that works against Brady. Here's, here's another question. Last night, Ben, whenever they came in, when Baltimore's playing his own defense, it, it seems to be around the league, and I think Brady has set the footprint on this, that when a team goes into the zone defense, if if you're not getting a good enough pass rush, they shred his own defense. With Ryan missing, and... Uh, the fact that we play a lot of zone, do you think we we are, can we change that up? Do you think? Do you think they'll they'll have well, a different what, game plan to go against Brady because he shreds a zone defense? The plan shreds. all along. Now we looked look, like we were in the four three a couple times last night. Me and Billy were talking. That's about their that. look though. Yeah, yeah right, that's right, our third down look. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The plan since the spring was to develop press man to be able to play New England. Okay. Not every game, but right. Smaller, quicker receivers. You got to It's a timing based offense. Right. They're not necessarily going to beat you for a home run, but you got to knock them off. You got to knock them off the timing. Now that's absolutely. That's one of the reasons they went out and got Hayden as aggressively as they did because he's a press man corner. Okay, but now you don't have him, and we don't have Ryan Shazier. Yeah, yeah. But you know, without Hayden, that plan's been put on hold. But the whole idea was the second half of the year as they was to play a little bit more man. With as Mike said, the idea not just to gear up and play sole man against New England, but, but to, to break the rhythm and mix yeah. it up and play both. Show right? them be able stuff. to because when they did it last year, the few times they did it, he torched them. They played zone, he torched them. Yeah. He picked on William Gay. Yeah, he picked on James Harris, and they uh, can't yeah. do that. Absolutely, no, we can't. I think the way that you beat this team is you put three drives together that last about twenty <laughs> minutes, and then you score at the end of them. <laughs> Nineteen plays. <laughs> Pull off this bear. You got to change. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I want to use my left hand. You do, and I'll cut it off. See. 
I want you to punch that bag with your right hand a hundred thousand times. <laughs> you know, there was some, there was some talk about New England last night uh, in the locker room, mostly generated by me. Because uh, <laughs> as I said, I've been talking about New England officially since the Packers. Unofficially, since, I disagree. I'd say since training camp, since OTAs, <laughs> yeah. July, and I heard it. it's been a, it's been a long time. Uh, here's uh, Marquise Pouncey talking about the game coming up. I don't know. Is it something different? You acting like they're coming in with Kryptonite, Superman, and Batman, and uh, the avatars and stuff. Make yeah, it's a regular football game. What do you mean? We're gonna go out there. We're gonna tackle. We're gonna throw the football. We're gonna run the football. They are bringing Superman. Aren't they? I hope so. I'll take a picture with them. I mean, we're gonna get respect where respects due now. Come on now. But they're not Superman. They've been beat out. Don't they? They lost this season, right? Give any thought to how you match up with them? No. I look at the film this week. I'm gonna go go home and celebrate this AFC North, and then I'll think about it tomorrow. And here's uh, Mike Mitchell talking about what he believes will be New England 1. This game matters. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but the real one's going to be the second time we play them. Oh, that's interesting. Here's a team that won the division title, and you wouldn't even know it. It doesn't matter to them. They have bigger fish to fry. Well, not they, even they, an objective. Their eyes are on a prize. Not even an objective. Yeah. No, this was just, that was like a nice lunch. Right, right. Night. It's like yeah. they gave them snacks after the Yeah, game. that's right. It was a, one other... There was a lot of interesting sound bites coming out of the locker room last night, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger in this particular instance, you know, he normally when he has a big game, oh, the line blocked well and AP's great. But he, he normally doesn't take a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was asked about Baltimore's defense last night, and uh, Brandon Carr's had a pretty good year. The Ravens came in number seven in total defense. They came in leading the league in turnovers. Uh, Baltimore's defense has had a pretty good year. Here's Ben's response to that. So have A, B, and I. We've had a pretty good year, too. Um, I just <laughs> I just trust and, and believe in him. Our chemistry together is um, something pretty special. And, um, you know, I know, uh, you know some, some people out there say, you know, you just you, I abandon my reads and go right to A, B. Um, it's not always true, but sometimes well, <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. He has rabbit ears when it comes to those national commentators, doesn't he? Well, he hears yep. everything. Maybe you guys everything. didn't hear, I don't shine shoes no more. <laughs> Maybe they didn't come up there and tell you, Belichick. Here's uh, Antonio Brown talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Well, Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, so much fun to play with. Uh, it's not, it's not, he can't see on the football field. Uh, he made some amazing throws today. And, uh, he make them every day uh, from the practice field. Uh, he's been doing it a long time. Uh, he's a general. He's a warrior. Uh, he's a leader. And uh, I'm glad I got to play with him for a, a, a lot of years. He's a Capricorn. He's a, he's a uh, captain. He's, a, he's, he's an a, admiral. He's a general. He can throw you the ball and then sell you some insurance. He's a chef. You know, Mike, to your point, uh, 29 takeaways they had, right? 20 interceptions. Ben doesn't turn the ball over. That was he's another big thing in that once. game. Yep. He's an assassin. And maybe the one Flacco threw, was, you know, that turned out to be huge. He's a Navy yeah, SEAL. You mean in the first possession? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That cost him points, right? Yeah, yeah he turned it into a touchdown. Yeah. But I mean, and it cost Baltimore, too. Yeah, right. He's right. Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. Pouncey, they're bringing, <laughs> we, act like, we act like they're bringing the avatars. Yeah, they better not bring them avatars. I love that. What's that mean? Go no back idea. to Pandora. Uh, you know them blue things on Pandora that flew all over the place at James Cameron, big movie? Uh, yeah. I never saw that one either, Val. I don't know half the time. I don't watch James Cameron movies. They had the tail you could plug in like an electric car. That's pretty cool. I'd like one of them. Takes forever to charge, though. Mm, that's no good. We need Watt to be really in Brady's face this week. 
pick up where he left off. Yeah, he's he made some plays. He'd been a little quiet in that pass rush. And here, here's time. what else they need. Remember last year in the championship game, they end up throwing the ball to Sammy Coates and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, he's oh, gone to talk Hamilton. to Kobe Hamilton. Kobe Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. His name that, is Kobe Hamilton. And after the game, Ben said there were some guys, it was too big for him. Yeah. Do you think they have anybody that this stage coming up is going to be too big for him? I don't know. Who Maybe covers? Maybe Eli Rogers. Yeah. And that's just a height thing. It's not who, who nothing covers personal. covers Gronk? He made a big catch question. on third and six. Nobody. Troy, Troy couldn't no, do it. Nobody. Can't cover Top five plays of the game when we come back. Billy Gardell in studio, Dave.com. It's the DVE Morning Show. The top five plays of the Steelers' victory over. The Baltimore Ravens, Heinz Field, Sunday night football. Okay, Damashek. In the bird. Damashek will be in studio tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, he's on. coming in. Yeah, he's coming in. Hopefully, with Ike two four. I love. Wow, him. he Derek. was on the banks of the three rivers last night. Walking on the banks of the three rivers. Listen, <laughs> Bowman. Number four. You know the Ravens went right down the field to start the game, and you just thought should it oh, be number five. What happened to five? Or five. Sorry, five. <laughs> we went right to four. Uh, you, can't, you know, got to three. Number one in Canada. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, Sean Davis intercepts Flacco. Uh, look. That's a big turnaround right there because the Steelers went right down the field after that. Fires it over the middle. The pass is going to be intercepted at the seven-yard line. And that is Sean Davis up the left side to the 25-30-35. And he's hit at the 40 and down at the 41. And it also is uh, worthy of note because it's the only non-boneheaded thing he did the entire game. He had a tough night. He and Brandon Carr had tough nights. I mean, he was terrible after that <laughs> but that was a big pick because it turned right around lev bell all the way down the other side of the field mike number four lev bell you don't have to hand the ball off to him just find him that gets the snap he fires the pass it's pulled in and that's lev bell down to the goal line touchdown pittsburgh a 20 yarder then to Le'Veon bell tony jefferson was the strong safety beaten on the play and he, yeah, he ran through uh weddle and mosley at the goal line does that sound familiar yeah, it does. Immaculate extension. extension. Yep. Lev Bell. Just so damn hard to cover. Yeah. Just so damn hard to cover. Does it all. Number three. As the Steelers are moving down the field on what we're all hoping is going to be the last drive of the game. They need to, to, to get a big chunk of yardage to get into field goal range for the boss. So you think... Boy, if you're the Ravens, one guy you're going to take out of the equation here is 84. See, the thing about Dude. that is you can't. Number three, Antonio Brown. Fires it down the field, and the pass is going to be caught by Antonio Brown again inside the Baltimore 35. He's down to the 30, and he beat Brandon Carr again. This guy, i tell you what, Tunch, I think it's time for Steelers fans to start to think about putting Antonio Brown in historical perspective with reference to all-time Steeler 
wide receiver. They already have. Yeah, we've already yeah. done that. He's yeah. number one. Check the Carfax from last night. It's totaled. <laughs> it's totaled. <laughs> <laughs> number three, A.B. Now, and the thing about that is, you know, they really screwed that up. We've talked about this a bunch. The fact that they threw the ball on second and third down and didn't make Baltimore burn those timeouts. Sure, did you hear an explanation on that? No. No, I didn't either. No, uh, because I didn't get into him because I'm so with the tight deadlines. I, I mean, Ben addressed it kind of without really yeah, addressing yeah. I, it. I, I, I'll tell you, you go. I mean, the same bonehead play the Ravens uh, series before. Alex Collins is running through them. They get the. I think they're up nine. They get the ball. They throw two of the first. First, down, yeah, first yeah. down, and then yeah. they throw again. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Run the ball. Harbaugh also passed up a fourth and one. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the game that came it, back to. Bite I don't. Him. I don't know what two is. And I know what one's going to be, but to me, Antonio Brown's catch, if it isn't one, which I understand what one is, it should be two to me. I don't know what your number two is, though. Which A-B catch? The, the one that, that sets up the winning field goal. That, that last one that you was, just played. That was number that was three. three. That's to me, is, there's no, there, you don't have that, you don't have the next. You, you know, and the thing we were talking about, too, Mike, is it looked like he could have uh, ripped off a few more yards there. Ben yeah, i got to see that again. Ben wondered hey. if he might have been able to score, but his mentality was get out of bounds. Yeah. And here's the thing about that. It might have been worse had he gone in and scored. Well, they would have had a lot of time to yeah. go down and score and, and win at the end. I think he has, if you notice, if you go back, he has great awareness of the, of the time, and, and he does that a lot. He gets out of bounds. and I, I don't know that he could have scored, but I, I think he did a prudent thing. He was running the route in a manner that was going to lead him out of bounds. If he had had a different mindset, I mean, he had him beat. He, he had him beat. Uh, I'm glad he didn't. Glad it worked out the way it did. But, boy, I thought the Steelers were just going to make them burn their timeouts and bleed the clock. They only ended up getting two more yards on that first down. Ben narrowly escapes at a sack on third down. On second down before that, he threw one up for grabs. Terrible. Stopping the clock so they don't have to burn their timeout. I mean, they really, really got away with one there. And in large part due to the fact that once the Ravens did get the ball back, the defense tightened up, laid a huge hit on Jeremy Macklin, which, you know, I almost want to make that a tie for second with this one because I don't know who it was that hit Macklin. It was Davis. 28. Was it Davis? Oh, yeah, 28. Was he, if Davis. he doesn't knock the wind at him there and make them burn their time out, that all could have been a lot different. Do you know how close that is to another flag, though, too, defenseless receiver? I mean, that was it. I mean, that was a, uh, a kind of an iffy play there. I'm really That would have been the hat play. trick. Oh, man. Uh, I couldn't believe he did it, but he got away with it. Number two, T.J. Watt ends the game. Gets the snap. He's back. He's ha- hassled. And tackled and fumbled. And the ball's out. The ball is out. And the ball rolls out of bounds. And it's fourth down and a lot. T.J. Watt kept the pressure. Now, he, he certainly did. Now, the reason... That's not number one. Of course, we know what happened there. The, they reset the clock. They they placed the ball. They get the clock moving. The Ravens. I don't know what they were doing. They Wallace, just no, you go deep. Macklin, you do it. Uh, the game's over. All right. Yeah, that was just so bizarre. <laughs> well, next week, guys. Next week. But number one, Chris Boswell deserves it because not only did he bang a fifty-two yarder earlier in the game, but to be called on this many weeks in a row, the pressure just yeah. gets bigger. Unbelievable. Each game. Yeah. And he comes through once again with a again in Heinz Field a forty-five yard field goal with the pressure on to win the game is no chippy. This will be a forty-five yard field goal attempt from near the left hash. Barry holding the snap is down. The kick by Boswell is on its way. That kick is up and that kick is good. The Steelers forge ahead. 
with 42 seconds left. Boswell having a career year. Yeah. And uh, game winners by the bushels. Yeah. <laughs> Four yeah. out of five. Last Unreal. Five. So what uh, what plays did I leave out of there that you would give honorable mention to? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown had two big catches in the first half. That 43-yarder, yeah. uh, you know, the 57-yarder early in the fourth quarter was a big play, uh, yeah. the catch and run. Um, you know, see, but again, I uh, that that 34-yarder down the sideline just when, uh, when he comes up with big plays when you when you need him most is yeah. what is what he does, and there, that's why I'd put that number. Two. There were a couple third and longs, one to Eli Rogers, yeah, and third one and sixteen, one to Mike. Jesse James, yeah. the Jesse James one on third and eleven on the last drive. They keep trying to replace Jesse James, and McDonald keeps getting hurt. And yeah. James keeps catching the damn ball. Yeah, and, they, and and you could see the Ravens kept dropping their coverage, and so that's why he just kept throwing it wide yeah, open. When Jesse James catches a ball, can we all stop yelling, <laughs> Heath? Let's move forward. They now the only team do it. it with him, too. We like noticed it. last night when that's Vance McDonald catches the ball, they don't do it for him. because he's not on the field enough. They don't do it for Grimble. Yeah. They only do it with Jesse yeah. uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. James yeah. Miller no longer plays for us. We love him. We have good memories of him, but let's move forward. Vance uh, can't do that here. Bill. Or Vince <laughs> Williams said forward. he loves that. He says the team loves it. He said the team gets a kick out of it yeah. when the fans cheer Heath. Well, when time. McDonald's catches it, I think everybody should go, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> They're 11-2. and two. Uh, Billy Gardell, you are 13-0. and 0. I don't know if I can credit last cause. because I didn't do the tile twirl. I was just on the sideline. So you know then. But when but you I'm say you don't know, you know. Well, I'm 12 and 0. I know that. Yeah. You know. Wish I was here next week. No, you know. You know. <laughs> that, you know. That we need say. you next week. Oh, now we need him at the end of January. Yeah. And Mike's already, second Mike, game. Mike's already helping me book flights. It's I'm cold in a minute. At it the flights in. aren't real good, so you better Coming get in on for it. that AFC champ. better start looking into it, Mike. Oh, no, here. you got your flight. But, Bill, <laughs> you're here for other reasons. I am. Uh, the, the game was a bonus last night, and uh, uh, I am here to uh, be at a charity tonight with Billy Hillgrove, the two Billies. We're going to be out at Paul Mary's. In Plum. Come on out to Paul Mary's restaurant. I've been there. And uh, we are doing a benefit for santaskids.org. You can look it up online. It's a great charity. Uh, Tonight is a $10 cover charge at the door. Come out, say hi, get a picture. All the door money, any donations you have, no donation too small, $5, $10, $25. All the money goes to kids that are underprivileged and maybe wouldn't have a Christmas. And so that money's going to go to give them a Christmas. We are also accepting uh, unwrapped toys. So if you want to bring a gift and drop a gift off, it's going to start at 4.30. It's probably going to go till 10. I'll be there from 5.30 to at least 8 o'clock, unless they feed me some pasta, then I'll probably <laughs> hang around till 9. Oh, they're going to feed you some pasta. Out. And and show your support. Also, we're gonna have a fifty fifty. You know, it ain't a Pittsburgh event unless we have a fifty fifty. <laughs> I always love that Charlie yeah. Batch always tweets out the fifty fifty of the Steelers games. Like, yeah. Just you know, the fifty fifty is sixty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta so, have a tip board. So yeah, so it's really a, a great cause, man. Come out and be a part of giving to some uh, for some kids that might not otherwise have a Christmas. So I can't think of a better way to uh, give your time tonight or your charitable donation. We'll be out there. So you can just come out and say hello. We'll be at Paul Mary's. It was so great, Bill, last night to see you and hang with you and uh, yeah, and hear people night. recognize you from your voice. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It's never the face. It's always yeah, the, the voice. voice. You start yelling and people go, is that oh, Billy Gardell? Okay. 
wonderful. I took my big-headed cousin last night and his buddy Romer, uh, Jimmy DeCop and Jimmy Romer. We went uh, to the Capitol Grill and uh, surprised him with uh, with dinner. And then, so, uh, so you just told those cats. Franco Harris came came with his lovely wife Dana, and those guys. To l- the look on their face was. Priceless. So you didn't tell him they were eating with Franco? No, I didn't tell him Franco. Well, I didn't Couple know Franco was going to be able to stop by or not. Him and Dana did, and I, I just loved them to death. And, and But the look on their faces was like the first time I saw them. It was like, I can't believe we're sitting at... And then I let them... Uh, I got uh, uh, Rick Gigliani, who's been ridiculously kind to me over at the Steelers. That's Steeler Claws. Uh, he is Steeler Claws. Here comes Steeler Claws. Here comes Steeler Claws. <laughs> down Steeler Claws. Like... He uh, got us down on the sideline, and uh, those two were uh, great. The only time I worried is when I came up to do the interview with Prejuda. I had to keep looking down on the field to make sure they weren't being escorted <laughs> out of you know for jumping on a camera truck or something. So, but they did good. They behaved. You so left they, the they best part of dinner good. out though. What was that? It was when your buddy got excited and he knocked his steak off the table, and Franco caught it just before. just before it hit the floor. It was unbelievable. That's right. It was almost immaculate. <laughs> I would have gone with roll. I would have gone with roll. Right. Been easier. Dropped the roll. Yeah. Uh, well, who cares? I was thinking. I was, get I, another one. I was thinking of uh, potato. It's a seventy dollars steak. Would be good <laughs> potato would be good. Uh, all right, so Jerry D, you got a radio broadcast. Yeah, this we, evening. which is why I can't go tonight. Billy always has that on a Monday night. That's really I, nice. I, and I do Monday night quarterback, well, so that's I always okay. miss it. But yeah, so I'm at the bottle shop. Uh, with uh, Tim Benz tonight, and then tomorrow night, Stefan Toot, right here in this chair where you were sitting. Beautiful. That's From, a great uh, show. So, yeah, thanks. Seven to eight o'clock, so Let's it should get be fun. To yeah. it. Prayers for 50, Ryan Shazier, and continued hopes that he will uh, progress, move forward in his recovery. And, uh, you know, uh, a somewhat optimistic report from Adam Schefter yesterday in that uh, he was progressing and they're waiting, and it's going to be a long uh, slog here. And uh, we all got to be on board for Ryan. So Absolutely. keep him in your thoughts. And uh, the Steelers certainly did last night. He FaceTimed with the team afterwards, so he got to at least have a uh, sort of celebration in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Supposedly they were going to take him a T-shirt and a hat yeah, last night. Cam Hayward said he was going over, so he's told, he said the security guys better get ready. Here I come. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, somebody told that. Vince Williams mentioned that, and somebody said, well, you know, visiting hours are long over. Right. And Vince said, we're going tonight. Finally, they're recording something in the locker room in the game leading up to the Patriots, and it's not a huge distraction for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Something we got to talk about. It's just time. a feel-good thing. Give them time. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> yeah. has all week to do it. You're going to be Facebook live in their practices? <laughs> better, I don't better care wait anymore. Till I don't care what 84 does anymore. I really don't. Hey, anymore. after what Tomlin said, how can you? Uh, what can really matter, right? After saying we should win it all, can't do get inspire him any more than that. Nope. Play the over next week. Love you, Bill. Safe Love travels. You guys. Thank, Thank you guys you. for having me again. I'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about a win. That's right. Bill. Did you miss anything? Did I miss anything uh-uh. with you? You didn't have any thank yous or anything. I thought you had something. All right. Thank you to the Steelers for making my Christmas. That was good. Thanks to Val for the cookies. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, Val. Yeah, Val, these are tremendous. Walk down the street, start dancing like Snoopy. Feels good. It just feels good. Val, what's the cookies action you got going on over there? Yeah, what are those? Are those sugar cookies? Yeah, sugar cookies. Sugar, and they got the red sprinkle and the green sprinkle. What's the crack? It's called Christmas crack. It's really good. That Christmas crack is unreal. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's saltines, 
And then you melt butter and brown sugar. Yeah, I mean, why pour it you? over that with toffee and some bacon. Yeah, see, that's love. What? That's oh, love. That's good. It's bacon. Tomorrow on the show, Cam Hayward, Charlie Batch, Sean Casey, the mayor. Sean Casey. Val's favorite. Oh, my God. He makes me laugh so hard. And uh, also. I'm exhausted after. Dave Damashek. There it is. There we are. Ike Taylor. And we'll let you. Get there. You can send us off, Billy, with whatever you want to do. Give us a motivational speech for the day. All here. right. I got to get on that airplane and go back home tomorrow. So I want you to know. I hope you have a beautiful holiday. I won't talk. I don't know if I'll talk to you next week because we got the Christmas party coming up. I hope you have yep. a wonderful Christmas party. Jurgles. Remember, next week. You can't give up, not even for a minute, no matter how it looks, no matter how it sounds. Get out your terrible towels, which I know you'll have, but if you got something weird, you do. If your grandmother held the shake and bake when we were on defense, (laughs) if your mom went into the bathroom in the third quarter, bring back all those superstitions. We got to rally the omens to get the playoffs to come through the berg. Billy Gardell on DVE. Have a great day, everybody. Michelle is up next. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm -hmm.